Alright guys, thanks for hitting download on episode 92 of the New Blood Rising podcast. We are uh, in season 3, that means we are looking at ECW pay-per-views from start to finish, from the very, very beginning all the way to the bitter, bitter, bitter set. It's a long December! And uh, uh, and in the midst of season 3 here, we are now at about, coming close to the end of 2000, we're halfway there I guess, maybe so to speak. It's Heat Wave 2000, which has kind of become like a... In many ways, the landmark show of ECW's calendar year, and a lot of it seems Weird, like, right? you know what I mean? Like it seems like there's always something big that happens at Heat Wave each year. Well, you know what's cool this year is that uh, they're in LA. They are. And I remember this was a big deal even back then, but they, they were—I don't remember even SummerSlam happening in, in LA uh, before this. No, point. and there's something significant with that. We're going to dive into it. Um, I'm William Rankin, joined of course by Jason Keesler. How's it going, folks? Charlie Stabile. How the hell are you? He's doing all. He's under the weather. I am. So is Jason for that. We're, we're halfway in the bag here with Under the Weather. But, um, uh, and finally, of course, Martin Dixon. You keep your filthy colonial germs away from oh! me. God damn. Oh, God dang. <laughs> I, always, I was thinking of Martin when they said the general, they were going to have a general election. I was like, oh, God dang, Martin. <laughs> yeah. As if, the, as if the country hasn't been beaten down enough through... <laughs> through endless bullshit elections, we've now got another one to go. I like even that Blair was like, nope, he's not ready. to. It's not going to happen. It, she's winning, <laughs> hands down. He did? <laughs> yes, yep. yes, he did. <laughs> but um, if only we could have kind of like one of those redo type of elections now. <laughs> I've got a story for you <laughs> when we get off do the air. I know, we get our own little, huh? i got a story for you when we get off the air. Um, I'm not sharing this. Because th- that's what makes me laugh about McGregor and Mayweather. I feel like that fight is going to be like the election. It's going to bring out a lot of anger a lot of hatred from 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 people that don't really care necessarily about ultimate fighting but it's like when you look at the personalities involved it just seems like it's ripe for something we don't need in society right now so let's get into the world of fiction yeah let's get into the world of fiction so i'm swallowing a pill hold on ecw heat wave 2000 we are in the grand olympic auditorium in los angeles california we can add this to the list of arenas we've never heard of i live there i never heard of it What's well, a Never. big city? <laughs> I mean, I will say it's kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard. It's not like being in Spartanburg or something like that. Heading down to the auditorium. <laughs> All right. So yeah. apparently, it's close to a bad neighborhood. From what Joey like comments, Joey Styles was making through the through the broadcast there. Yeah, well, there's a couple of bad hombres out there. Oh, as we come to find out later. <laughs> Maybe a few nasty women too. Just, just maybe a few. But um, all right. As always with all our shows, which is really really cool. Colin Duff is the man. I love um, anytime he sends notes about these shows. He kind of gets everything compiled together, kind of some pre-show notes, and then gets into the backstory of these various um, these various matches, like why they happen. Because a lot of times when you go months and months between pay-per-views, a lot of things can happen. And thankfully, he's on the streets. Catching, a, he's on the beat trying to figure out what happened. Well, a um, couple pre-show pre-show notes here for Heat Wave 2000. First off, let's get let's talk about departures. Raven, 
Raven was written off TV in an angle at the ECW arena, taped July the 8th as he had signed a contract with the WWF. His contract didn't expire until August, but he had what uh, he and Heyman seemed to have a falling out. He would debut for the WWF at Unforgiven 2000 in September, helping Taz beat Jerry Lawler in a strap match. That's right. Yeah. Coming in hot. Another, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Coming in hot. I'm going to interfere in a big match. Big one. That was over who would be color commentator. (laughs) That awful feud. Right. God. Can't we have that now with JBL and someone who isn't JBL? There we go. See, that would be a relevant storyline if they were to do that. Slightly lesser personality here, Vic Grimes. Slightly lesser. He he would later show up in XPW to continue his feud with New Jack, as mentioned, at Living Dangerously. So, sadly, the Baldies have lost one of their critical members. I didn't even notice. I I didn't even notice. (laughs) I I didn't notice until the following pay-per-view. That was the same thing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that doesn't stop his name still being on their merch. Right. <laughs> and then finally, this is a big note here. This was this was fun because Martin and actually Colin had a good back and forth about this on Twitter, just clarifying it. The famous Heyman shoot promo where he dares TNN to throw him off the air aired on June second uh, on ECW on TNN with no audio. There is scrolling text which says, "Quote: Please ignore this gentleman's temper tantrum." Could it be he's been thrown through too many tables? TNN harbors no ill feeling against ECW. TNN fully supports ECW wrestling and all of its redeeming qualities. <laughs> <laughs> Later on, the same show during a Gertner and Styles segment, there was no audio of them but piped in crowd noise of ECW chants with the scrolling text, We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Um, and finally, this... Because we're going to see this at the opening of the show, but it bears mentioning here. On July 14th, the Blue Meanie as the Blue Boy and Jasmine St. Clair make their returns by exiting a toilet cubicle in a skit with Gary Wolf. Jasmine hits Wolf with a terrible low blow. In the bathroom. In the bathroom. I want to I feel like like they. it was almost like, like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Like the, the, the telephone booth came down in the in toilet, the and then that's where they exited out from in our timeline. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Don't forget to wind your watch. <laughs> uh. Gary Wolf of all man, this poor guy. <laughs> From you he know, won't go away. You want how, about the... how is does he still have a job in ECW? <laughs> well, he will be mentioned at least one more time before this uh, before this show ends, as we'll see later. But that's... well, by virtue by virtue of not being on camera, he might be the show's MVP. He might be. Damn. And it is, the the thing is too, like I was thinking about, I was like, who had this? Who's so far had like kind of the saddest arc? And it might be Gary Wolf because it's like it's pretty sad when you peaked in a match with Shane Douglas. You know when it, was Gary was barely barely legal? Yeah. Or no wait. Maybe no, no, no. Was that the next was the show. other one. Which one is Pitbull number yeah, two? Yeah, that's right. Pitbull two is uh, what? Barry Cagney or something? I'm just kidding. Buck I have Whipwreck. no idea. <laughs> Buck Whipwreck. Anthony, uh, Anthony Durant, I think. That can't be Durant. Right. Isn't, that, isn't that the villain in Darkman? Durant. Yes. Durant. <laughs> Die, Darkman. Die. That's my favorite subtitle for a movie is Die, Darkman, Die. It's awesome. Aren't you tra- Are we sure it doesn't just mean the dark man, the? <laughs> oh. 
What were you saying, Jason? I was going to say, weren't you like tweeting back after the first Sharknado when they were like, oh, we're going to do another one or we want fans to pick the sequel? Weren't you like, die, Sharknado, die? Yes, I did. I did. Because it's so easy. Like, it, it, you can plug it into so many things and it would be so much fun. You know, like. Die, Bridget Jones, die. Yeah, exactly. I also, I also like. Bridget the, Jones, die. The Matrix, die, Matrix, die. <laughs> that's how I. That's, that'd be fitting for that. And then the third franchise. one was so lame. It was The Return of Durant. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Oh, well, layup. It's Pitbull number one coming back. So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into our show here. As we uh, just mentioned, the Blue Boy and Jasmine St. Clair had returned. Well, they opened the show on the beach. Dude, this is gold. Yes. It really is. <laughs> they roll up on a fitness guy, I mean a very fit guy, but then start to call him a fat piece of shit. <laughs> he, What's with the fatitude, pal? I, <laughs> it, but, well, it's mm. because Beanie is now buff. So the argument, Sincerely. It's, it's incredible. It's, you know how people who've successfully stopped smoking become real assholes about smoking? <laughs> That's a good point. I yeah. imagine it's the same about weight loss for some reason. We, no, we've talked about this, me and Will. Fat people who lose weight and the real personality comes yeah, in. It's, we know it, guys like this. Like comedians, it's the worst. Man. I hate to say that because like their health is on the line. But when, when comedians get skinny, they don't usually get funnier. Right. Uh, there's a joke about Is it that. Like an inversely proportional thing, like so, the thinner they get, they the the less funny they get. So if Dom DeLuise ever slimmed, he'd be, oh, he'd be yeah. Lance Storm. There's yeah, a joke about exactly. that in that movie, Funny People. Like, there's oh, nothing I funny think... about a thin guy. Well, <laughs> so, man, I because I'm trying to. I was trying to think of some like. I remember, yeah, my father-in-law was here. He's talking about John Panette. John Panette, remember him? Uh-huh. The guy who was in the he was in the Punisher. He that's all I from film. That's the only thing I remember for. He's he's the fat neighbor, and uh, I remember like all of his all of his comedy was about eating and like you know, you know stay hungry, still hungry, and I, I I forget those were the names of his albums. Those are Twisted Sister albums. Yeah. <laughs> and what was funny was the guy died of a heart attack because oh. <laughs> so I mean like I but I kept thinking I was like but if he lost the weight. Don't know if that album sells as much on iTunes. <sighs> Not sure it's pre- yeah. <laughs> But anyway, all right. So, but as a, as a fat person though, I think I should chime in. Go Skinny ahead. people are real dicks to fat people. So mm-hmm. it's like when. Mm-hmm. You lose the weight, and then you're a skinny person too. It's like, oh, this is how I'm, this this is the example you thinners set. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. It's our fault. Hashtag yeah, fat lives it matter. It is your fault. <laughs> fat so, lives do matter. Yeah, that's fine. So our our fit guy on the beach mans up, but he gets a low blow from behind by Jasmine. Another terrible one. Like it's funny. It's like she, she have you have one for, move for to so, do. She's terrible. For someone it. whose career involves around male genitalia, <laughs> she's not that good at handling it. No. Well, see, she's not good at coming around from the rear. I don't think she's ever done a rim job before. And so we then pan over to <laughs> we then pan over to Sinister Minister, who is enjoying everything about this. I wish I enjoyed anything as much as he enjoys being evil. And la- man, I wonder how. Do you think he has to do a vocal warm up for his laughter? Has to. Because well, this is yeah. very impressive. This whole thing is one shot. Yeah. With like panning over to Sinister, and there's Mikey Whipwreck just. <laughs> I I I start calling him Mikey Ambrose because it's funny how much. It is. Like Dean Ambrose kind of reminds me now of this incarnation of Mikey Whipwreck. Or maybe I should say what we kind of hope Dean Ambrose could become. Hey, just let it go. You know, like, 
you know, stop wearing the tank top, you know, kind of, you know, get some, get some ring attire, you know, stuff like that. But anyway, um, I, he even cuts a, a heat wave promo while a jogger hits the beach behind him. That's funny. I love that. That, that random jog. Cause I always want to yeah. think, you know, they see that camera and they're like, the hell is that guy doing that red suit on the, and who's That's that dude? Beach. Yeah. Who's the dude buried in the sand laughing? I, I thought it was amazing that you decided to call it a Rodney King of the Ring. Wow. Awesome. L.A. jokes. A lot I, of L.A. jokes. Can't wait for that doc. That debuts tonight. L.A. 92. Oh, oh no. And so that leads us into our rowdy interior of the, uh, the arena rim for ECW here. And Joey and Joel are in the ring. Joey acknowledges the debut of ECW in L.A. Joel does his bit. And, of course, Cyrus comes out afterwards. Cyrus says he's the guy who got super crazy deported. Someone shouts back, go back to Canada, you dick. He lists off a couple other heel things he's done in ECW. Joel then cuts in and says that he also was looking through the glory hole while George Michael was jerking it. Uh, Joel runs down TNN. Cyrus says that he got ECW canceled on TNN. (laughs) It gets a little more heated when Cyrus says he's a gutless piece of shit. Joel says he... (laughs) <laughs> Gertner starts calling Cyrus Don. I know he just why not because the, because the shoots. <laughs> Joel says he doesn't need this shit and is going to leave. Cyrus starts to gloat and then Joel jumps in from behind and starts laying in the punches before security breaks it up. Cyrus wants him taken to jail as he's fin- as uh, but as he's finishing up, Big Sal and Tony Mamaluke eat the remaining security and the ref. This brings out Balls Mahoney. Okay. So now we've got a match. Uh, not much of one, uh, really. I didn't really register no. it as a match. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Jason, let's take let's start off, bud. Um, we got Balls Mahoney and Sally Graziano. We're counting this. <laughs> yeah, it's apparently on, it's on the oh. card. So, all right. Wow. Go ahead. Jason. Um. Uh. So Balls Mahoney comes out, and then it's over real quick. I give it a two. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, but. Um, there was, you know, like, just going back to into Will's recap there, um, Gertner, Gertner stick is, is, I think it's getting old by association because it's the whole, I'm going to say something funny, dirty, here comes Cyrus to ruin it. Um, he does say something pretty funny. He calls himself the Pookie, uh, Pookie, I can't even say it, Pussy Licking Demon, which is like Kane's sex tape, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um. Good luck with your mayoral run with that out there. And I like how the the ring mat says ECW Wrestling. So it's Extreme Championship Redundancy. If you look at it, I'm like, <laughs> why, why does it say that? Um, these are all things I'm, I've had to pull up because I figured Will's going to want to talk about this a uh, little bit of, of a segment. Um, I first, like Big Sal versus Balls. All right, good. And they're touting the Big Sal as a big monster now. We're actually getting a, a Big Sal match, uh, which is, I guess, nowhere near as spectacular as we thought. But he's not winded in the first 30 seconds, so I'll give him credit for that. Um, yeah, but it's a two. Like, it's it's not fun. I didn't enjoy it. Next. Charlie. Oh, it's a solid two, uh, if we're counting it. I, I really liked the moment where... <laughs> Sal was going to drop his elbow on Balls' is balls. And, you know, like, okay, let's. I'm sure it'll be safe. It'll be fine. Balls did not trust him at all. Like, no. he clinched yep. immediately uh, before it happened. Uh, it's, I, it is interesting to see 
Sal not being comedic. Yeah. Yeah, because he could be a true monster. Like, the way he picked up Balls Mahoney was just, like, he was nothing. So I like that. Uh, the Gertner thing with Cyrus, I had more to say, honestly, about that. He finally got wise to Cyrus. Like, so it took, what, five pay-per-views? Right. And it, but And yeah. the good thing is... It's actually going to go somewhere very soon. We're yeah. going to get something out of this, finally. Uh, the It's weird how Joel can have these great little nicknames that he comes up for himself that are really clever and you know never stutters when he says them. They're great, but these little back and forth that he has with Cyrus, it's very junior high. They yeah. are, t- they are yeah. two seconds away from someone going, I know you are, but what am I? Yes, it's, we're almost there. So I give it a two. Martin, where did you have? Did you have anything else to add to the uh, the ninety seconds of mayhem? Um, the first we see of Tony Marmaluke is him getting laid out, so a cool debut for him. <laughs> um, by virtue of Sal doing a black hole slam to the ref, you know, just before balls comes out, which looked great. This I, I gave it a three, being kind. Oh, and Sal does here. a lot of good. Fa- <laughs> he does a lot of good fat guy wobbling. <laughs> which is uh, which is a, it's it's a skill that he has because some big guys just don't have it at all. Yeah, um, I give uh, there it. is some. Go oh, ahead, Will. No, 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 no. Go ahead, go ahead. There was something that I picked up that that I was when I wrote down my notes. I'm like, if Will makes us rate this, I'm giving the match a two. But this fan's comment gets a solid ten. Um, is while Cyrus is screaming into the microphone, I want him to go to jail. Uh, and all this great stuff about, you know, while Gertner's just walking away from security, this guy in the crowd yells, it's wrestling. There is no jail, stupid. <laughs> Speaks for all of us. He speaks and I was like, that, that alone gets a 10. So that guy's like, a hero. <laughs> he is. The cowbell sketch. Yeah. Uh, I, I gave this a 9. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. What the hell? Bump into a ten? <laughs> no, no. I, I had it a three, like Martin. I actually, and the thing is, like, I gave it a three, but I like this. And the only reason was was because it was like, wow, you're gonna do something with this guy. Unfortunately, there's not there's nothing that comes out of this, which sucks. But with that knowledge, you know, absent for for now, I, I liked it because I was like, good. A big guy should be dominant instead of just a big fat piece of crap that he's been in ECW. That's really all he's he's just been. You know, a comedic act, and he just and he takes some of the weirdest bumps too. Like when somebody hits him, it just he looks so. He the looks chair so, to the head was great. It's just great, but um, I, it's fascinating that Balls Mahoney's the one who has to eat this. I know that's what's because really Balls was wild. on a pretty good trajectory. Oh yeah, yeah, and then just this just seems bizarre. I mean, what the TV title tournament? We he was just like. You know, getting pretty deep into that, and it's like, man, you just jobbed out to Sally. Okay, but hey, I I give him a lot of credit because, you know, with, with a lot of those guys in ECW that have been there and have paid a lot of dues, and he's like, yeah, I'll step up and do a ninety second job, sure, on the curtain jerk, no less. But yeah, three out of ten. It's I mean, there's nothing to this. I mean, there are a couple good moves, but nothing spectacular. But moving on here, we've got a backstage. RVD and Fonzie talk about the Van Terminator and giving it to Scotty Anton. We'll be a little bit more on that later, but we then go to a video package for Bobby Eaton destroying Simon Diamond and Swinger. What a sentence that is in 2000. I wrote that. I was like, Bobby Eaton destroying Simon. Like squinting real hard. Is that Bobby Eaton? He looked great. He did. He? Oh my God. Um, C.W. Anderson is able to get the upper hand and sneak in a super kick to end the rally. That's That was one thing I thought was 
you know, we've seen him do it, but it's just awesome to see him do it again over time. There's a little bit of that. Well, I say a little bit. I say that in quotes sometimes when it comes to these buildups. But there are a couple interesting things that come in here because we do have to talk about, I think, is it is it in here? Yeah, we talk about the dissolution of a stable here, basically. Um, ECW on TNN, May 19th. Kit Cash beats Swinger with a moneymaker. ECW on TNN, May 26th. Simon Diamond cuts a promo in a bathroom talking about how he needs a partner to prove he isn't a comedy act. Out of a cubicle comes Swinger telling Simon, You've got a problem? Problem solved. Swinger doesn't even wash his hands. Oh. Oh. He, it's extreme. <laughs> I also like that Colin calls stalls cubicles. This makes it sound like there's just yeah. offices in the bathroom. There's a laptop in there. It's just, there are a lot of these skits in the bathroom. Like I just want to think one stall over was where the other the other bit was with with Blue yeah, Boy. Just hold on, I'll be right with you. It's like that because Jason, you're the one who sent it to me. It was uh, the Hell's Club, like part three, all the scenes in the bathroom. Yes, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking of here. Um, <laughs> ECW on TNN, June second, Kid Cash pinned Vic Grimes with a roll up. Hardcore TV, June 4th, Danny Doring and Roadkill beat Simon Diamond and Swinger. Hardcore TV, June 11th, Kid Cash defeated C.W. Anderson. Then on ECW TNN, June 16th, Kid Cash pinned Easy Money with the Money Maker. That's a lot of puns. We're going to get into that. <laughs> oh, yeah. This was Money's debut. Post-match Money and Chris uh, Harmrick uh, beat down Cash until New Jack makes the save with the usual weapons, though he did use an SNES and a sickle to cut open Hamrick. Ouch. <laughs> Welcome to ECW. <laughs> I, like, I like the upgrade. It's like, I'm going to use a Super Nintendo and a yeah. sickle. <laughs> um, ECW on TNN, June 23rd. Simon and Swinger have a back t- uh, backstage confrontation with the new Dangerous Alliance. Hardcore TV, June 25th. Simon Diamond defeated Danny Doring and Swinger defeated Roadkill. ECW on TNN, July 7th. Diamond and Swinger have a confrontation with the new Dangerous Alliance and a stairwell. Diamond and Swinger attack Billy Wiles while C.W. Anderson just walks off. Later, Simon Diamond and Swinger win a three-way tag match over the teams of Danny Doring and Roadkill and Nova and Chetty. Diamond eliminated Nova with a fireman's carry into a reverse DDT, DDT when Swinger pinned Doring with a problem solver, following Chetty pushing Doring off the top rope. Also during the match, C.W. Anderson attacked everyone, including Simon's lackeys, with left hands and a spine buster to roadkill. So C.W. Anderson's just, I'm, I'm done. I love kill. it. I, that's the part I love. All right, so Hardcore TV, July 9th, Kid Cash pinned Billy Wiles. And then on July 14th, ECW on TNN, C.W. Anderson interrupts a diamond and swinger in-ring promo by attacking the comedy lackeys. After Anderson hits the uh, protege with a spine buster, Simon and Swinger attack the musketeer. <laughs> He's still around. <laughs> and hit the prodigy with the problem solver. They make an open challenge to any team, which brings out Doring and Roadkill. Both men get taken out with problem solvers before beautiful Bobby Eaton makes the save until he is beaten down, like we said, with the C.W. Anderson super kick. So I just love that C.W. Anderson, I'm done. I'm done with this. Yeah. I'm over it. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, he's better than a lot of those guys. Oh, yeah. So let's get into this. We've got a... Um, We've got a six-man tag match here. We've got Simon Diamond, Swinger, and C.W. Anderson. They're taking on the team of Danny Doring, Roadkill, and Kid Cash. Charles. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, hmm. I like how over Roadkill is. Really? Yeah, over. like extremely. Like it's not, it's uh, not wait, even, what? 
extreme. <laughs> All, right, go ahead. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, match is fun. Uh, it's, I I don't I don't have much on this. I like the money maker. That's a pretty cool finish. Um, Kid Cash, what he got the pin on Swinger? Is that is that what happened here? <laughs> Yeah, cash. Yeah. Yep, he hits the uh, money maker on Swinger for the win. I remember enjoying this while I was watching it. I don't really remember much about it at, right now. I'd give it a. I'd give it a seven. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Martin, what can you add to that? Uh, yeah, it, this this is a, a very very fine match, but most of my notes center on just how over Roadkill is with the fans, and it seems to have come from nowhere. Mm-hmm. Dude's yeah. talented. Dude's crazy talented. It's a great character, but, and he's very yeah. agile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. Um, there are some neat moves. Um, that what is it? That Ferris wheel suplex that CW's got. I think that's the first time I've seen that, and that looked especially good. It's like some flipping arm-based suplex thing. Oh no, no, no! I know what you're talking about. I love that. Yeah, it looks very old school, but I can't. I don't know if anybody that had done that move before. Yeah. I like that he bet, Cash tried that leapfrog and Anderson's like, nope, spine buster. <laughs> Eat it. Yeah. Great that was awesome. spot. Great spot. And then uh, Simon and Swinger did a double single arm DDT. This <laughs> 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 is the only way I could describe it. Yeah. There's, the, there's the, the single arm DDTs where you, you DDT the arm to work on the arm, but they both did it to someone. I think it was Doring. And the only way I could describe it was a double single arm DDT. Um, yeah, uh, I wasn't as high on it as perhaps Charlie. I only gave it a six purely because it kind of took a while to get going. I think it was mostly when Roadkill tagged in. That that's one of the Just biggest something. notes I have is his his hot tag is a nuclear pop. Yeah. Wow. La loves the Amish apparently. There's a couple of good uh, Amish jokes with Joey Styles and Cyrus about seeing like a dune and buggy going through Compton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ride by. New Jack says he's cool, so it's all right. <laughs> Jason, what, what do you have to add to it, pal? Um, well, my my autocorrect pulled a your autocorrect. Uh, I, I had typed up, because Danny Doring's leg drop is fantastic. Yes. Off the top rope. He's like mm-hmm. good. 12 feet in the air. It looks beautiful. Uh, autocorrect changed it to Danzig's leg drop. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, you know, I can't decide what? if it's really? Jesus guy from Botchamania or if it's funnier as Glenn Danzig. Glenn Danzig. That's the one oh, I was thinking funnier of. Funnier as Glenn. Yeah. It's just great the whole time. Southern singing it. I've got more notes. It's like we all have the, the crowd loving roadkill. Um, I this was a really really good match. Like this is what I wish they would have started the show off with. Honestly, yeah, like legit because this would have just got that crowd ready. Um, dude, I gave it a seven. You gave it a seven. Okay, I'm right with you at a seven. I loved this as a as a six man tag. Like everybody involved. The the other roadkill spot I'm so impressed with to break up a pen. He does a top rope leg drop. Jesus, yeah, like, like you're running out of time, pal. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, of all the ways to break it up, it's like I'm just gonna do this. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm over 300 pounds. I'm gonna drop a leg drop on the top rope to break up a pen. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, he's gonna break it up. That's a it's video. It's a video like, game. How? It's yeah. a video game yeah. move. Yeah. How was he not picked up? I don't. That's or or Danny Dorn. His like, pose I, too. I love that team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, Chickens. That, yeah. That, that, that thing. That, yeah, WWE that. never. I, mean, I don't know what he did after ECW closed the stores. I, this is one where I, I mean, I cannot wait for what Colin has to say. Like, I get like there's certain people I'm wait. I like a 
whether it's good or bad, whether it's like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens to that guy next, or it's like, man, that guy's going to have a brutal exit. And usually Colin delivers on every one of them. So that's what I'm excited for when it comes to um, to roadkill. But, uh, yeah, again, a really solid match. And, of course, like, I mean, you have C.W. Anderson. And Simon, we know Simon Diamond's pretty good. And that swinger's not bad. He was all right. Yeah. He wasn't terrible. He's got a pretty good look. Isn't it Johnny Swinger? Don't they – because he well, becomes Johnny Swinger. In okay. my notes, he's Johnny Swinger. Yeah, because they, they, they just call him, him Swinger. They kept calling him Swinger, and I'm like, "Where's the Johnny?" Because that's what I remember. We're so close. Hey, Swagger, I'm over here. <laughs> Swinger, Swinger. Uh, swag- <laughs> Shit. <laughs> help me! Help me! All right. So backstage, run- these Rhino promos. If we get God. one here, and we get one at Anarchy, where it's just like. Mm. Yeah, is he handling the camera too? Because it just seems like I, is that the one where he quotes Phil Collins? Where he goes tonight, tonight, tonight. Jeez, <laughs> 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 like, Rhino. I don't know. The, I'll be honest. This promo and the one from Anarchy Rules they they, they kind of run together for me. Doesn't matter. That's okay. I love his intention. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love it. Uh, backstage, Rhino says he loves putting sand. You know, he loved putting the Sand Woman in the hospital. He eggs on Sandman to bring everything he can to the ring because it doesn't matter. He's the big fucking deal, which is an awesome name for him. Everyone's got to be a fucking something. His needs to be <laughs> a fucking something. So I take it New Jack says, "Oh fucking hell." <laughs> So we got a man, what a way to follow that. We go into a strong singles match here. We've got Steve Carino with Jack Victory taking on Jerry Lynn. So let's talk about how we got here a little bit. ECW on TNN, May 26th. Cyrus uh, pulls Scotty Anton from a match with Tajiri as he has to give some ladies the clap later and replaces him with Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn pins Tajiri with a cradle pile driver following a Jack Victory leg, <laughs> leg trip and a Carino super kick to, to Tajiri. Hardcore TV, June 4th. Just Incredible beat Jerry Lynn to retain the world championship. ECW on TNN, June 16th. Cyrus and the network wish Jerry Lynn luck before his match with Just Incredible. Credible then pinned Jerry Lynn following a Rhino Gore to retain the world championship. ECW on TNN, June 23rd. Steve Carino pinned Tajiri in a match with Jerry Lynn as the referee. Tajiri spit green mist in Lynn's eyes when Carino ducked leading to a blinded Lynn punting, punting, punching Tajiri into a Carino superkick. ECW on TNN, June 30th, Jerry Lynn comes to the ring, mic in hand, wearing a ref shirt. Uh, He has a TNN, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Uh, and uses Cyrus's uh, catchphrase, excuse me, excuse me, playing up the is he part of the network thing. So I feel like we've done, this is the second tease of Lynn going heel that we've seen. They've oh, done this. Come. We got a third one the, on the way. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> um, he admits he had made a mistake due to uh, Tajiri spitting miss in his face the previous week. After insulting, then complimenting Tajiri twice, he says he's going to be the ref for the next match to make up for his mistake. He then low blows and crad- cradle pile drivers the referee scheduled for the match before refereeing Tajiri versus Guido. <sighs> Hardcore TV, July 2nd, Steve Carino defeated Kid Cash. ECW on TNN, July 7th, Tajiri pinned Jerry Lynn with a low drop kick to the face. During the match, match, Tajiri spits green mist in the face of Cyrus and locks him in the tarantula. 
While this is happening, Carino nails Lynn with a super kick. Finally, on ECW on TNN July 14th, Cyrus attacks Jerry Lynn with a microphone during a tag team match of Sandman and Jerry Lynn versus Rhino and Steve Carino. So yeah, this is so goofy doing because remember in in '99 or yeah, it was leading up to Heat Wave '99. I was like, is Jerry Lynn with the Impact players? Now we're doing this again, and as you said, yeah. well, why not? We'll do it a third time. <laughs> why not? All right, so um, Martin, you are up, sir. We got Steve Carino and Jerry Lynn. Yeah, I got lucky with this one. Um, this is my favorite match of the show. This is brilliant. Yeah. Lynn and Carino just work so well together. It starts off incredibly quickly. Um immediately goes to the outside which normally pisses me off intensely but it actually works it's not the typical walk and brawl stuff that i hate i mean we get a tornado ddt off a guardrail onto the floor for carino i mean that's his cue to blade but jesus christ talk about a team player mm-hmm. yeah um and then it's, it's just like this escalation um steve carino's got a lovely t-bone suplex yes um you, you look at the guy and you think, you know, I know, you know, suplexes are mostly the other guy jumping, but it's, you know, you think, wow, a guy like that can do a move like that. Um, and then it all gets incredibly dramatic when Lynn starts to paint his face with Carino's blood. Holy cow. Wow. This is a video package worthy moment. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He gives himself like the, the streaks across the face and then proceeds to write die on his stomach in Carino's blood. I didn't know this feud was that personal. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> from. I didn't know this was a from the description match. of the running and stuff like that. It's like this. This is. You get I mean, what I'm saying, though. Yeah, Sandman Rhino has got a lot more yeah. blood going into it. I'm, I'm sorry, Greg Valentine and IRS at SummerSlam 91 had more going on than this. So that's why I was like, die! It's, it's a fabulous spot. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, it's, it's memorable. It has no business being here. I was very, I was very fascinated with how Jerry Lynn was uh, riding an E. Yeah, he, was, he, was, he did it in a way I've never seen anyone do an E. I'm like, well, there's only one letter that can follow D and I. You know, I'm like an A. Yeah. Dick. <laughs> the V Carino V. He just cuts his head off. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. And then the quickening happens, and then New Jack comes out of the ceiling. I to, know everything. Uh, <laughs> I am everything. I've jobbed everyone. I've jobbed. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, Christ. Anyway. If New, New Jack cannot be the Highlander. <laughs> but New Jackson can be the Highlander, I, not New Jack. Yes. New, yeah. He cannot be the one. No. no. He, yeah. can, he can be another one. No, no. You can be another one. <laughs> New Jack is the Kurgan. <laughs> of course you are, motherfucker. <laughs> Sean Connery's just... Sean Connery's hanging out in an old collapsing castle, and all of a sudden, Natural Born Killers just kicks off. He's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. This is what you get for playing a Spanish, you Scottish motherfucker. <laughs> ah, he'll do it again when he's supposed to play a Russian. But he's Scottish Russian. Unfortunately, we get shenanigans as uh, Jack Victory misses Lynn with cocaine, but hits the ref somehow with it. 
<laughs> yeah, that looked like a fucking accident. That ref just ate it. Like, oh, God, oh, God. Um, Carino then hits Ling with one of his cowboy boots. Dumbest which, is that still like a holdover from the Dusty Rhodes thing? Because yeah. he's, he's from New Jersey. I I don't know much about you know, the US, but cowboy boots in New... Oh, mind you, New Jersey. Um, I mean, well, can't you just kick him in the head? Instead yeah. of taking your boot off. But well, here, well, the really stupid thing is, once he did it, he threw the boot out of the ring. I'm like, dude, put it back on. Yeah, exactly. You got yeah, walk. He does kicks with without the, the boot. <laughs> Kick him with his bare foot. It'd be great if he like took his tonto. boot off. He just takes the 45 and just shoots him. <laughs> 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 Fucking head off. <laughs> <laughs> That's the that would be the natural escalation of ECW, wouldn't it? What's that, about that a New Jersey be... way of taking care of things? You fucked my wife. This this is the point of the night where the commentary started to really piss me off because with all this ECW versus the network thing, they you know Joey and Cyrus bicker about it endlessly, and it's like this is the worst. This is the kind of shit that the WWF would do. Well, is it this pay per view or the next one where Joey like kind of invents like there's a scorecard? Oh yeah, it's jo- this one. It's, it's this one. It's, jo- Joey does. Yeah, which is it, a heel thing to do. Right, and it's 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 not needed because there are no stakes to it. There's nothing that really this is an invasion. Right, it doesn't mean anything. So it's just sort of empty when he ECW says it. So right, Martin, you're absolutely right. This is where yeah. yeah the commentary. This 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 I'll say it now that that this whole. The the TNN thing, like they went hard on it on this show, and it pissed me off. It just completely took me out of it. Yeah. And I don't know if if I'd have been just been watching the TV, you know, back in the year two thousand, it might have just let it wash over me. But it's like I know that this is just the you know the company just acting out like children. I mean, if you're gonna do it, go all in and just. Oh like, yeah, yeah, fuck. but. You mother. Yeah. Joey makes a comment later about how it's the uh, ECW on TNN was the highest rated program they had. And even if that is true, they still had really low ratings. Yeah. yeah. Like, really low. I mean, like, it's, it, you know, that's why they said SmackDown had the highest ratings on UPN 36. I'm like, okay, <laughs> great. What, oh did, did, you you did, beat Shasta McNasty. <laughs> somebody finally beat Shasta. <laughs> Here we go. Jesus. Um, there's a whole lot of uh, near falls and Lynn finally hits a cradle pile driver and wins um, this was fantastic I gave it an 8 the problem is that it really should have been on later in the card mm. Yeah, this is ma- match, match number 3 yeah, and you've got guys painting dye on each other Wow, I, I still don't think they realise what they have with Steve Carino no I not think, yet I think next show you start to see it a right. little bit but my question is: Does he need to? Does he need to bleed every match? There's my note. <laughs> okay. Well, then we'll save it. We'll save. There's my note. So, Jason, go ahead and um, add in what you want to with this man. Well, um, I know it's ECW, but is everyone gonna jump on that fucking concrete? Like, <sighs> yeah. That's. I mean, like you know, I know that when we first started. We were picking up on Joey's little no pads, Ugh. Disney World shit, and you then like every other pay per view there'd be a pad. This <laughs> looks like a floor you need a pad. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could see there are cracks in the the whatever Olympic Stadium of mythology this is. There's just a, you know like it's like if someone hits on one of those cracks, that's not good. Yeah, that's um, where, that's where Hercules hit Zeus with the uh, top rope tornado yeah. DDT. 
Oh, yeah. Is that the one that The Rock was in or the yeah. Arnold one? That's that right. Um, so one thing that I thought was, uh, you know, I've just got a note about Steve Carino bleeding like a, I mean, like, Jesus Christ, dude, if you bleed this much, don't bleed. Um, yeah. Especially, like, not two minutes into a 20-minute match. But the uh, the announcers pointing out that Steve Carino had his kid's name written on the tape around his wrist, that's not something you do for a heel. Right. No. Um, so I was just kind of weirded out about that. Um, Carino gives no fucks with the shit that he's saying to the crowd. No. Like, I know he gets into it with one yeah. guy in yeah, particular. He does. Um, I, yeah. I'm trying to see if I have a note. Do you have a note on it, Jason? What he says? No. Because I was just like, I was like, wow, because I noticed that, that we're not getting the Steve Carino coming out and cutting a promo on someone and giving whatever ethnicity he's facing every horrific slur there is. So instead, he just does it to the crowd. Um, I think the note just uh, the only note I had on it was I think it's from commentary and say Steve Carino making friends at ringside. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's making friends with our charming fan. <laughs> That's, at it, there we That's go. Cyrus. Uh, he, he he does a jerk off motion with Jerry Lynn's hand, saying, "This was your mother with me last night." Yeah, it's <clears> it's <throat> awesome. Oh, uh, continue though, Jay. Uh, Keep going. <laughs> um, we get powder. We get a you know a bull rope. We get a cowboy boot. We are one Russian chain away from this being an NWA World Heavyweight Championship match. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 yes. here here's really this is here's the nutso thing to say. I think Steve Carino does NWA matches better than Triple H yes. ever did them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's the funny thing. But you're right, Jason. You're absolutely right. That I I. This goes back to the conversations we've had on these shows where it's like these guys don't talk to each other about what spots they're going to do because you normally want those things to escalate so that basically if it's your main event, you want to give them, you know, those those bigger type of spots like diving into the diving onto concrete. You know, do you do you really want to do that three matches in? Do you right. do you really want to be doing do you really want to be doing the the high juice spot with the with Carino bleeding? Exactly. That's what a But um you got anything else with it Jason or do you have a rating for it? Well, yeah, I'll have a rating. I just want to echo Martin. Martin's saying about this being later in the card. This is also, these two would, I would like for to see this feud again for the World Heavyweight Championship for ECW. Because it, these two, the personality style is different where, you know, Steve Carino is the old school hero. Or he's king of old school right now. I think he turns the old school hero next show. But And then you got Jerry Lynn with his very modern aerial and and hard-hitting offense like these two just are meant to collide with each other yep. and they they do a great job like with with everything you know right and die and on your chest and everything or excuse me your stomach is uh is something you do for a world heavyweight championship not just like third match on a card um, but I, I mean all in I, all it's a good I, match sorry before i forget i also now remember where i've seen in i want to say about 2008 there was like a, a british indie fed and it was like two companies were about to merge, so they did a, a show, like Invasion, basically. And, and the idea was that whoever won the main event, that's the company that would survive. And they did that spot, but instead of writing Die, um, Alex Shane, um, who you know is a Brit Rest legend, infamous guy, he, he wrote uh, FWA, which was the promotion that was going out of business on, on his uh, chest. Nice. Be, I, yeah, so, and it's nice cool. to know where that came from. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I give this an eight. Nice, Charlie. You had the. You were talking about the. Were you talking about the bleeding? Or were you yeah, talking about? Well, I mean, it's it's more so. I didn't notice it until the next show, where I was like, every single time, 
it's really. But on the flip side of that, Steve Carino, I can't remember the last time where there was a wrestler who I looked at one way, and then he had one feud, and that feud completely changed him and made him a different kind of wrestler. It made me look at him different. When That feud with Dusty Rhodes was meh. But it brought out an amazing side of Steve Carino and legitimized him, I think, as a potential main eventer with the company. And he just keeps proving it. Like, what, he fought, what, Tajiri at the last pay-per-view? Or was it the one before? Um, Whichever one he fought Tajiri in. It, it like, was the it was the the one just gone. Yeah, yeah the one just um, Okay. That match. Hardcore heaven. Yeah, that was a great match. And this is also a good match. Like, this, this is probably the best match on the card for me, too. Um, everyone's already pointed out <laughs> how hilarious that is like to write die on you in a in a feud that really almost doesn't feel like it, it warrants it but uh, well remember that was like that one moment like Jerry Lynn has these moments too where like remember the one match where like I, I think uh, Tajiri kicked him and he started firing him he's like come on motherfucker like he just really yeah. like oh <laughs> I hope his kids aren't watching <laughs> is, is this just a part of the Jerry Lynn character that I've missed is that he's, he's, he is actually super intense and it just doesn't come across. It's he has a great match with everybody. Like this is completely different from any match he has with Rob Van Dam. Yeah, like, totally. that's what's cool. Mm-hmm. And like Jason pointed out, with the contrasting styles, like I, I I love Steve Carino's finishing move. It's very basic. Yeah. But the way he, he does that is is great. Um, uh, Jerry Lynn broke out the Van Daminator, and I, I hate that they're not calling it the Van Daminator because I kind of like this idea where you have a feud with somebody and it just leaves you completely changed. But you end up taking some of that that feud, that guy that you're in that feud with, uh, attributes like Steve Carino. All of a sudden, is doing the bionic elbow. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that gets referenced, but Jerry Lynn doing the Van Daminator doesn't. So that that kind of bothers me. But Steve Carino also has a great talent of losing a match and still looking good. Yeah, which is an it's an underrated talent. You can hear the crowd when they're do, when they move on to the video package and stuff that comes after this. You can hear them, or I think it's even in the highlight package. You can hear them chanting for Karina or applauding yeah. him. Yeah, because so like he you puts said. a great for, an effort, he puts a great effort forth. So yeah, this is a really good match. I'd give it a seven. I think I had it. At, I think I had an eight. I, I had, which may be a little high, but I um, I really liked it because I, I his trajectory. This will be a fun one to talk about when we're over with where Steve Carino started and what he's done and evolved uh, to the point where we actually end up. So. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, video package. We see or we see a video of Sandman and Rhino from Hardcore uh, Heaven 2000 where the Sandwoman took the bumps of the year. Uh, backstage, the Sand family have comments for Rhino. It's a pretty good... I, I wrote it's a pretty good promo. The one time we see Sandman without a shirt is when yeah. he's backstage doing an interview. It, sitting down. It's crazy. Like I really thought... It, when I first saw the image of them, I was like, oh boy, this is going to be a train wreck. Dude, it's started, not... The, it's okay. It's not the worst, yeah. But I started. I just started laughing my ass off when Rhino, a la Steve Austin, Brian Pillman, <laughs> just kind of creeps up. I'm like, you son of a bitch. The only way it could have been funnier is if Rhino looked around the, the corner <laughs> and then went back and then came out. He just makes eye contact with the cameraman, puts his finger over his lips and goes, shh. Right. Yes, exactly that. He whacks the shit out of Sandman. Yes. <laughs> just this I, horrible sound. You're, you're coming with me to the bathroom. What does he say to her? You're, go, you're going to take a swim? Yes. <laughs> you're yes. going to take a swim. He's going to give her a swirly. 
<laughs> yeah, no, and, that's that's not the aggression you have with a swirly. <laughs> I'm gonna drown you in a toilet. Funny. <laughs> it's really it, good. It's unintentionally funny, and it's also actually fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nowadays they could never do something like this, but. Like, and I know that it's supposed to be this horrifying thing of, no, don't hurt her, but I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just can't stop <laughs> laughing. So, so I have a I have a theory. If uh, and, and stick with me here, guys. If you were a wrestler in ECW in, in the late 90s and 2000, and you were planning on divorcing your wife, wouldn't you bring her in onto a storyline, too? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what's going on, but it's like, yeah, honey, I think you should be part of the show. Really? Sure, it'll be fun for me. Um, yeah, because like the she, pile drivers, yeah, she is only there to take the worst bumps for my ever. entertainment. Yeah, ex- I mean, I, I mean, because she really does. She has that that. <laughs> that look I don't on think her it's her face. first time. No. <laughs> <laughs> for being up. Once again, though, we end up in a bathroom with ECW. Like every, like I, yeah, I, she was probably gonna end up there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Money, money. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, the the war on women continues. Yeah, it seems it's just evolved. It's just an it's an evolving war on women. So, uh, the thing that's funny is how this thing ends. Like they shut the door on the bathroom with everybody in there. You notice that? Like, oh, they shut it down now. Yeah, occupado. (laughs) (laughs) And there's what? There's like four security guys in there too. Yep. It's like Sandman, Sandwoman, Sand Rhino, four security guys, like, and a camera guy. <laughs> and Gadramos and Abanio. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now, back, st- oh, I'm sorry, sorry. So now Don Marie is joining commentary. Thank God. And I just wrote she's awesome because she, she is so good in this. I'm I, I don't know yeah. what you guys think, but God, I, I'm so entertained. The funny thing is that I forget she's there. <laughs> Well, she doesn't. Yeah. She hardly speaks through the matches, right? Which is, which a good is probably thing. good. It's a good thing. She is just so like, and 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 I'm being sincere when I say she's really talented yes. because she is so good at. And I love it. It was so good hearing, um, hearing her on that. Uh, and Colin brings it up too. I think at some point, I'm not sure, but I know he and I talked about it on Killing the Town when she talks about training with Buddy Landell. How he said like you got to earn it to get in the ring. Like he wouldn't let her get in the ring. Until she earned it, like it, it was a big deal, and that was that really room? and. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was like you you had to really earn the spot to get in to get in the ring, a manager to get in the ring, and that was the and she it's gets just, the hell in that ring. Yeah, but um, all right, so that brings us uh, to suddenly, <laughs> unbelievably, Cyrus. Cyrus. <laughs> I'm sorry right. when they introduce her, like I oh, know Don Marie, and then. She's nowhere to be seen, sir. Because she under the table. (laughs) (laughs) And I wrote, this is verbatim what I wrote. Suddenly, unbelievably, New Jack shows up in his inevitable final form. (laughs) (laughs) I started laughing when he came through the curtain. I'm like, that's what you get. (laughs) It is. Natural Born Killers is a really awkward song to play while someone is very gingerly limping towards (laughs) the ring. I, now I just I, since Jason brought up with Highlander, I just want to see throughout all of time New Jack showing up with that music playing in various arenas of history, like like all of a sudden like you know they're they're having like the they're having the last Mark supper. Mark McGuire's going for sixty two. Okay, there we go. 
shit! It's the Thrilla and Manila. <laughs> <laughs> or that kid, that poor, that one Chinese kid standing up to the tank in Tiananmen Square. Oh. <laughs> Man, I was going to go with that oh, Star Wars kid who was spinning around the broomstick like he had a lightsaber and he got Come, caught on camera. New Jack shows in the, in the he, garage? He shows up on that kid and just destroys him. <laughs> that kid made out like a bandit, though. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. That kid was awesome. Oh, All right. shit. Um, new Jack, yeah, so new, okay. Uh, he had a, a bra- the broken leg as a result of a stage dive in Milwaukee, but it has caused New Jackson to come out before being. S- I-, I wrote it caused him to come out before being s- like. He- it's the first time we've seen him come out first for anything. So he was coming yeah. to cut a promo. I, I have Is that no what I'm idea. To assume here? I- I- exactly. And, and when he looked at the sheet, didn't he realize why do they have me coming out before the? Yo, Baldi's why is Carino bleeding? No, no. Yo, <laughs> why do they have me coming out before the Baldies match? <laughs> Why would they do that? They're gonna come get me. Yeah, here's fifty bucks. Just you know, just go to the ring. <laughs> All right, so. Okay. Give him a, a two for a, a two for coupon for Subway. I will say this: he looks like it. he's in pain. Like even when well, he's getting go. beat up. There's a there's I I haven't watched all of it because it was seven minutes and I didn't want to hear for seven minutes him talking about his injuries. But where he, the one where he especially talked about he sliced his uh, scrotum open. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Oh. <laughs> we do it for the fans. <laughs> How did that happen? It was in a match with Angel, I think. Or was it... I forget. Yeah, I think it was Angel. And somehow, yeah, like he... I, I forget what they landed on. Or if it had to do with the with the table edge or something. It wasn't yeah. Grimes, was it? <laughs> no. Oh, God. He sliced his scrotum on Grimes. Ow! Yeah, because it's like his... his he's like... Because he describes it like... Angel's like, yo, you're bleeding. He's like, no, I'm not. He's like, yeah, you are. He's like, man, my dick bleeding. (laughs) 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 All right, so as we said, the Baldies show up and they assault him from behind. Angel staples New Jack in the head a couple times. This brings out Nova and Chetty who attack the Baldies. Don Marie loves Chetty's blonde hair. Don Marie likes latex. Cyrus doesn't with her. So, uh, um, for Ted, there well we, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, now we go into our next match Chetty and Nova versus the Baldies. Jason, how, um, how do you feel about this one? Angry that I keep getting shit, but uh, <laughs> keep going. Did, so you like it, it. no, 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 I'm going. That's I've it's got just, like two like, notes for this. Well, I've, I've got the same latex comment that William had. Um, I will say this when Nova goes for that swanton. I was half expecting Joey Styles to start making comments that everyone will be copying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Which would have been fitting. It. it would have been fitting yeah. only because of the time. But go ahead. I'm sorry. <clears throat> yeah. um, so uh, one thing I thought was cool is uh, Nova's multiple pile driver spot wow. into wow. a spinning pile or power bomb. Jesus yep. Christ. Um, and then, you know, we get the tidal wave, which is always still cool to see. And But where did New Jack go? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like I expected something. I mean, I get, it's just the conditioning. It's like, okay, so the Baldies beat the shit out of New Jack. Here come Nova and Chetty for the run-in slash just their match entrance. And then he's gone. Hey, we're spared. I'm not, I'm not looking at yeah. well, I mean, yeah, in my mouth here. <laughs> I, I'm not just, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what, what happened there. Um, but it, I'm just, I don't know. I'm, the Baldies are, 
I don't look at them as a threat. They're just like I associate them. Here comes New Jack, if, or here come the Baldies, one way or the other. Now. This, you know what? They, a, are, well, they what are the Silver Surfer to New Jack's Galactus. Well, <laughs> this is a situation. You see the where, Baldies, you know New Jack can't be far behind. I, I feel like this is a situation where New Jack finally beats these guys. They need to be taken off TV for a little while because it just seems like that feud is like he he finally overcame it and beat them the way New Jack beats. Everybody, I guess. Vacuum cleaner to the nuts. But then, like, yeah. they just they they're back a week later, and they're already still beating his ass. It's, and it's weird like, seeing ah. them fight somebody else. Right. It yeah. just it, I'm so conditioned to seeing them just pummel poor New Jack. That... And he's already whittled them from four to two. Yeah. What would make the Baldies interesting? And I can't believe I'm saying that sentence. But Maybe what a would 45 be great? in their boot. True. Bang, bang. But uh, but Wait, something. So they're not. <laughs> so they're not the Baldies. Right. Now, the, <laughs> the Baldies, what would be great is if they get a new member, say Nova and Chetty are out there, and then Chetty turns on Nova, and they shave Chetty's head after the beatdown in the ring. You're not far it, off from part of that, actually, but we'll get to yeah. that. But, Does, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, that yeah, would at least yeah, yeah. Is, something. Like, mm-hmm. look at these. Yeah. Is DeVito's cigar ever lit? Is it even real? <laughs> It's a dog toy. I'm beginning to think this whole thing's a giant. He just jam. likes it. It's for it's for the look. He don't like it. He's like Will Smith. He's waiting till the fat lady sinks, which it never doesn't really happen much for the the, the Baldies. They <laughs> if, it's ECW, no fat checks. <laughs> <laughs> is is that going to be the next WWE pay per view after Great Balls of Fire? Is the fat lady? I thought it was a kayfabe news article. I really did. I was I, like, you know, oh. what? I, I really hope they go all in with this and just pay off Jerry Lee Lewis to come play on stage. I'm serious. And then why America not? The beautiful. You've come this when, when, right. when WCW got James Brown. And then, oh. well, then I was gonna say, then they they can set the um, you can set the piano on fire and then throw out a racial slur as he's leaving the stage. <laughs> we really want to get Bray Wyatt marries his 13 year old cousin. He walks by the New Day and says, follow that, blank. <laughs> That's what I, I believe he, I'm serious. I think he did that to Chuck Berry. Like, he, yeah. he played ahead of Chuck sure Berry. Chuck Berry followed the hell out of that. Oh, he, yeah. he set the piano on fire. <laughs> oh, actually, isn't that in the movie? I think that's in the movie with I Dennis Quaid. I think so, yeah. yeah. I, 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 <laughs> that's what I was like, wait, you're really going to call the pay-per-view that? Well, then you might as well bring him out. I mean, you might as well do something with it. Or at least it. Wait. Or at least Dennis, or at least Anthony Edwards playing the piano, singing "Great Balls of Fire." <laughs> Ron Strowman can murder him too, and everyone can just yell "Goose!" How funny was that? A dumpster match between Cole and Braun Strowman. It's I, like is kayfabe is the writer for kayfabe news booking for W or I fuck it WWE. I can't. He talk. he took the day off. Like he actually said. He posted that about that dumpster match and said, I don't need to do anything. <laughs> he just sent that out. He's like, I'm good. Because yeah, a lot of people were giving him shit because there has been a dumpster match before with, you know, the Cactus Jack one. But that one made sense. Right. Like, well, it was shocking. It was, it, and it was, it was cool. It was oh, shocking. It was, it was, you didn't don't know. Don't you dare do that. Right. Oh, it's so good. Right. It was, and, and I, the weird DX, it's the seeds of the new DX right. planted there. And it was awesome. And guys went off like an eight foot tall stage, not a two foot tall stage. Right, right. Yep. <laughs> just some weird things going on with the company right now. <laughs> yeah, it's Kurt, it's Kurt Angle. <laughs> I know. He's booking this shit. <laughs> All right, so uh, Jason, did, did you have a rating um, for this match? 
three. Hmm. He had to think about. He yeah. Made, he might have been reevaluating. <laughs> uh, Jay or Charlie, how about you? Um, let's see. I really like Nova's ring attire for this. Like, cool. the, uh, uh, he looks. That looks like straight up action figure stuff. I'm like, oh, they'll make a toy out of that. Well, they never did. Um, I didn't really write anything for this. Uh, <laughs> the tidal wave was fine. Match sucked. I give it a two. Man, it sucked. Like literally, you want to know my notes? The Baldies versus Nova and Chetty. Change in attire. Two out of five. <laughs> well, those are my notes. If it's, a, if it's a two out of five, that's a four. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm rounding down here. It's a two. Well, Martin, how about you, pal? <laughs> this was okay, but only okay. Um, I think it's because, yeah. Why the fuck should I care about the Baldies? Right. Clearly the crowd didn't, because they were chanting New Jack throughout the whole fucking thing. Um, but Nova's two power drivers into a powerbomb and the tidal wave are still fun. Chetty looked like Glacier, four out of ten. I'm, I'm right at four as well. Like, I mean, it's it's just, it's it's definitely not an average match. It's slightly below, not because of Nova and Chetty, because... The power driver spot and the tidal wave are, are memorable. Yeah, but, yeah. You know. You could really just put any move together, though, and do it three times in a row, and you'd have a new move. I want to do three side lo- side headlock takedowns and see what some... <laughs> Mark, get up! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what do you make of that? Old no- school, NWA. In the last one, you had a noogie. Yeah. Yeah. Jim, Ross, Jim Ross would still fucking rag on it for killing the business. Yes. Uh, oh. That's right. God. All right, so Tommy Dreamer is uh, um, he's oh god, <laughs> is this that promo? Is this that promo? Yes, it is. The Mick Foley promo yes. that he decides to get. Yeah, where he paces and talks to himself about being a pizza guy, that being a part of the wrestling business. That you know this is true. That, that keeps taking away from him. He says that Justin Credible has all the talent, but does things the easy way while he does things the hard way. Which I really wrote. I was like, what's really wrong with doing things the easy way? Sometimes there's an easier way you to do things. You have a longer things. career. Right. Yes. It's not the worst thing in the world. You don't look 45 when you're 28. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he then proceeds to slam his head into the locker repeatedly until he bleeds. And somehow it goes... And somehow I... This, this, that's the best part. The promo goes over on time because we hear the announcer bringing out little Guido. It's pre-taped, <laughs> and it still went over on time. So, so, okay, this is what I took from it. So the, the promo is online. It makes sense. And then right at the very end, this comes out of nowhere. He goes, and at the end of the match, your spirit will be just like my son's. Broken. No, I think he said silence. Oh, I thought he said sons. Oh, I thought he meant he was child. <laughs> I much prefer his child. <laughs> that would make this feud like make a lot more sense. You broke my kid. Oh, this I, I watching. I mean, I've been in a weird sort of funk for the last few days anyway, where you know mustering up enthusiasm to do anything has been hard, um, and I could feel my soul leaving my body as Tommy Dreamer was talking during this. Yep. Jesus. No, I mean it's. I, oh, I hate these kind of promos that say that you know this this business is shit. And it's taken everything from me. It doesn't endear me to you, right? It just You're makes. Me think, <laughs> I just think you're Tommy Dreamer. You're going to lose tonight. You're a loser. <laughs> yeah. Damn. <laughs> I mean, it's, if I was 
Oh, sorry, Martin. Go ahead. I, I, like I said, I don't know if it was because of the mindset I was in, but this pushed all the wrong buttons for me. Um, mm. It's. I, I, I think it's when I when I look back on it, when I watched the promo, I was like immediately like I had that groaning feeling as well. Like as soon as. It showed him, and it's really because like the 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 worst thing about watching all these pay per views back to back is it really diminishes Tommy Dreamer in ECW, and that's yep. just and that's sad because like and there are a lot of ways I admire him. Like when it comes to the end of this show, where I you see, you know, he dials into all right. There's a situation. I'm gonna go take like there's some things of his like I really oh, do yeah. admire. Oh yeah. Oh um, yeah. But it's it's kind of the character that he has and how his matches are really absolutely booked. And we're overbooked the same exact way. Because it's a good story where he won the ECW title, but he never got to put it on. Right. I actually really yeah. like that. But it's just this I'm a victim thing that he's got going on. It's if, if, if the character had been more, I guess, streamlined and there was a real focus with it instead of you're just going to lose all, I mean, all me, the I time. Mean, you guys remember when we were doing the My Pain is Self-Chosen, the ECW Desire videos for Tommy <laughs> Dreamer, where it was just yeah. like, oh, he got beat up again. Oh, whatever. Oh, someone turned on him? <laughs> yeah. It's not a business me, to make friends. I mean, how long ago was it where we were doing this fake retirement angle? Yep. Like it, it's, His own mentor turned on him. <laughs> yep. He's, <laughs> That's he's still mad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you were watching this pay-per-view, yeah, if you're watching this pay-per-view and it was like your first time watching ECW with this promo and I'm, you would think that this feud is over just incredible stiff and Tommy dreamer on a tip for a pizza yeah. delivery. It is like yes. the way that he starts off where it starts off about, I was doing pizza 12 hours a day and then working weekends. What pizza place lets his employees off on the weekends? First of all, to wrestle. <laughs> Secondly, then it then it just immediately turns into start talking about his life is shit, and then Justin Credible took everything from him. And I was sitting there going, "This is about like a two dollar tip on a delivery." And, but then he starts banging his head against the wall, same old, same old. Um, and I don't know, like I wasn't necessarily in a funk like Martin, but it it was pushing the wrong buttons for me too. It's it's making me want to cheer for Justin Credible. I did cheer for Justin Credible. <laughs> well, I, 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 fl- I flat out say I, that. I, I, another arc that I can't wait till we get to the end of yep. it because his arc has been amazing. So Tommy but, Dreamer, one before we leave this, he said he had to get a second job to supplement his other job. That's not how it works. Yeah, I don't I didn't get that either. Like I was like, <laughs> wait what? Huh? Maybe you should just get one, one job. job. <laughs> you know? Like one It'd job be really good that, at that it. <laughs> pays more. I don't know. Alright, so let's dive into the, this next uh Interesting, I guess it becomes a four-way, but let's talk about the players here. We've got Little Guido, Psychosis, Sans Mask, mind you, Tajiri, and finally Mikey Whipwreck. And uh, is Tony Mamaluke, is he is he technically in this? He's like the Spike Dudley yeah. in uh, TLC2. Right, okay. Yeah, he, he, he again gets KO'd right away. There's so much, like, Colin left a lot for this. The funny thing, though, I'm not going to go read through all this, because a lot of it is just simply, like, someone so beats this person or whatever. But the funny thing is, there are multiple times in these notes where it basically says, Mikey, show, Mikey shows up and throws a fireball in Sal's face. There's another one here. Um, uh, I like the one... Okay, Mikey saves balls when he runs off the FBI with a stick of something on fire. There's an, <laughs> there's what? another note here. Post match, Sal saves Guido from getting a fireball thrown in his face, but instead Mikey 
throws powder into Sal's eyes and throws Mameluke into a sidewalk slam. Like, it's it's funny how, again, like, and, and the, the reason I'm, when I was reviewing this, I, I chuckled was, you guys remember when they were the Impact players, or I'm sorry, it was the Dudley Boys and the Balls Mahoney thing, where it's like, we're just going to set a f- table on fire and powerbomb him through it every <laughs> single time. And how mm-hmm. when we went through the house shows and the TVs, it was like, Jesus, they really did. Every single show, they would do this. But anyway, um, Charlie, what do you want? Th- uh, well, oh, no. Oh, God dang, man. <laughs> um, Tajiri eliminated psychosis with a German suplex, five out of ten. <laughs> Jesus. This is not a very good match. <laughs> and if they had just told me Mikey <laughs> Whipwreck was in the fucking thing and just let him be in it, then that would be fine. But it's like psychosis, eh, he's better with the mask. Anytime I've ever seen him in a match without the mask, it's just not very good. It's yeah. Eric Bischoff. He robbed him of his soul. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's cool to see him. and But, I mean, there's a level of pretentiousness even from Joey Styles coming out of this match where he goes, well, in America, he's psychosis, but uh, in Mexico, he's psychosis. And, and we go by the Mexican pronunciation, which Cyrus immediately got on. Goes, the Mexican pronunciation? Don't you mean Spanish? <laughs> That was the highlight for me, because Joey didn't even respond to it. And Cyrus is usually the one who's saying, you know, the insulting things like that. It's it's okay. Five out of ten. Five out of ten? Okay. Martin? Um, aside from the fact that my first notes are, oh, fuck, it's another three-way with Guido and Tajiri and insert guy here. Right. Um, the Whipwreck thing I thought was okay, but again, yeah, why not just have a four-way dance? Right. You know, it's a thing. They're allowed. I suppose it makes thingy, you know, Whipwreck somehow more unpredictable, I guess. Um, his stuff is, is fun. And it, whilst it was nice to see Psychosis, Psychosis again, he, he doesn't feel special. <laughs> you know, it's like, here he is. Yeah. Well, especially when he's eliminated first. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly, that's the that's thing. That's really bad. Yeah. Um, is it like off. a case of, well, Super Crazy got deported. Right. You know, he can be your your you know your pet Mexican for a while. Um, yeah, I, I went with a six for this. Because there's some good bits, but again, I struggled to care because it's... Again, you know, Guido and Tajiri lumbered with this bullshit, you know, triple threat stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, Jason, how about you? I'm kind of echoing Martin's sentiments here. It was uh, cool to see Psychosis. And then, oh, hey, here comes Mikey Whipwreck. And they make a big deal about him just showing up. So if he's just inserting himself in the match, how can he be eliminated? He's not in the match. It's a three-way dance. I know, that, but, you know, ECW rules. You walk in that ring, you can be pinned or do the pinfall. Who gives a shit, right? Um, it was cool that, they, hey, it's Psychosis. He's back. He's the first one eliminated. And then you get Tajiri and Super, or almost said Super Crazy. You get Tajiri and Lil Guido again. Um, I mean, like, those two were really good. They've got good chemistry, but it's we've seen it a lot, an awful lot, uh, going on for over a year now. Um the crowd chanting, where's my pizza? I thought they had just watched the Tommy Dreamer promo, too. Uh, <laughs> chanting at little Guido. I gave this a five. 
I'm at the same with a five. I I really like I love Tajiri and Little Guido getting together, but it, it is something that's by this point uh, very played out. But um, yeah, it's just so weird. Psychosis, like you know, it's I I don't know. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell you. I'm gonna assume. I'm gonna think that he's he was a bigger name than Super Crazy at the time. I don't know. I have no idea. I just know. That I think of. He was on WCW. He was on ECW before that. He was a huge, like at least a huge name when it came to Lucha Libre. Yes. And it's just yep. such a shame that he's chopped out so quick. Did you yeah. know that Mikey Whipwreck defended and beat Steve Austin for the ECW title? Did you know that? <laughs> I yeah, didn't I mean, know that. You know what? No, I didn't. It's 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 been. <laughs> it's not like it's mentioned every time he's on the screen. Well, I'm and, so and, tired of hearing it. Well. At the same time, like how many times with Chris Jericho over the years do we have to hear that in one oh, night? In one night. <laughs> yeah. Because the thing is, if you're really into wrestling, you remember that <laughs> there was interference in both matches right. that gave Chris Jericho the win. You know who they do this for? People who aren't household names. That's who they do yeah. it for. They, you know, not that Chris Jericho isn't one of the best wrestlers of all time, but he's not nearly as well known to people who don't watch wrestling as The Rock or Steve Austin. So right. if they just happen to be watching, you Fonzie, dude. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Well, it's Fozzie, but, but that's okay. Right. <laughs> but Mikey Whipwreck, thats the only reason to do it. And it, it, I'm sorry, it actually to me makes them look more foolish because I'm like, well, they went on to become like the biggest superstars of all time. <laughs> yes. And then there's and you, he, and you're hanging yeah, out with, uh, yeah, Sinister Minister. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sinister Minister is awesome. And again, it's another guy. It's like, I can't believe the big two didn't pick him up. You know, as, uh, WCW had yeah. him as, as... I keep wanting to say Vanderbeek, Vanderberg. Vanderbeek. <laughs> um, but surely, surely the Fed could have done something with him in... Put him with Kane. Like, no, like, yeah. Right itself. Oh, yeah. Like, because there is something legitimately creepy about him. Like, and it's not even the laugh. It's just the way he talks. He has a very odd cadence. Yeah. I would love to have seen him in Varsity Blues, by the way. That would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been fantastic. I don't I, want your... That's it. <laughs> yes. Uh, but the I'm not a big fan of any kind of wrestling match where someone gets inserted last minute or comes in or someone's making a big return and... Then a meet like they're one of the first out. I mean, what's the point? Save them for just a big de- a debut singles match or something. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. It just take it to me. It, you're throwing this at me, but then you're taking away its importance almost immediately. So why do I care? WWF had the same. They did the same exact thing this very year when they had Mick Foley show up for WrestleMania out of nowhere. He gets inserted into that match a month like, after the yeah. retirement. Yeah, he's like, why yeah. not? And then immediately eliminated <laughs> for McManamania. So, um, all right, so let's go backstage. We're just incredible, and uh, Francine, we have a promo with them. JC isn't excited about a Stairway to Hell match, but he will do what he has to to retain the title. That's something we didn't really mention in the Dreamer match. It's a Stairway to Hell match. Um, Which is a rematch, right? Didn't they do that at Kilty? Yeah, they've done this. Remember, because that's where, isn't that where the spot? Like yeah. The, the spot? Yeah. Like the, yep. the, yeah. All right, so... Here we go with some fun stuff here. We have the Sandman taking on the world television champion, Rhino. So let's dig into some fun stuff here. Hardcore TV, May 28th, the Sandman beat Ken Moore, Kenamora, 
Uh, ECW on TNN, June 2nd, Rhino versus Sandman went to a no contest when the network, Dusty Rhodes and Jorts in a T-shirt, and Tajiri all run in and brawl. Victory 8, Tajiri's missed again. <laughs> ECW on TNN, June There's the target. <laughs> Tommy Dreamer and Sandman beat Just Incredible and Rhino when Sandman pinned Rhino following a Van Damme five-star frog splash. Tajiri, Carino, and Anton also got involved. ECW on TNN, June 16th. As Cyrus and Joel Gertner are about to fight, Rhino runs in and gores Gertner. Cyrus lays the boots to Gertner while Carino and Victor... <laughs> I bet that looked ugly. <laughs> ECW on TNN, June 30th. Rob Van Dam versus Rhino for the TV title. Went to a no contest when the network assaulted Van Dam. Credible attacks a downed RVD with King... <laughs> the network assaulted Van <laughs> it's the executives <laughs> but RVD does, does not sound like the plot of a Van Damme movie uh, going against like, the network man yeah the, <laughs> like a, a, a TV exec <laughs> is, is set upon by the evil network dude it's Kurt Fuller from No Hold <laughs> you, you jock ass I was going to say isn't, uh, isn't like an evil TV network isn't that the plot of uh Tomorrow Never Dies? Yes. Yeah. Although it's, I mean, it's Fox News. Like He's play, he's playing Rupert Murdoch, Jonathan yeah. Price. That, they, they don't say that, but that's what he's doing. <clears throat> Sandman shows up in Kane's Credible with numerous Kane shots. ECW on TNN July 7th. Spike Dudley made his return during the weekly Styles, Gertner, and Cyrus segment. After accusing Cyrus of hiring Rhino to break his leg, Spike says uh, he is going to rip Cyrus a brand new butthole. <laughs> <laughs> butthole? <laughs> All right. Rhino charges the ring and tells Spike he will break his leg tonight. Pitbull number one Gary Wolf hits the ring no! and tells Spike um, and uh, hits the ring attacking Rhino. Rhino beat Gary Wolf in ninety seconds. Oh, no. <laughs> with a pile, oh, with, back, Gary. With a pile driver from the apron to a ringside table to retain the. He team. pulled that off in ninety seconds with Gary Wolf. <laughs> Wasn't Gary Wolf the one that had the broken neck to begin I mean, with? I think Dick Wolf would have put up Dick. more of a fight than <laughs> Gary Wolf. It's <laughs> a joke. <laughs> And immediately make five spin-offs. Law and Order. Law and Order. 90 seconds with Rhino. Can you imagine? Exactly. He takes the move and they play the music out as he's laying there in a crumpled heap. Okay. Just as he's going through the table, you just say the ding, ding. Is that the man? ECW on TNN July 14th. I'm sorry. Um... Yeah, no, this I am correct. All right, ECW on TNN July 14th. During the Styles and Gertner intro, Raven comes to the ring, and afterwards just says, thank you. <laughs> Troll. <laughs> he hugs Styles and Gertner before Cyrus and Scotty Anton come out. Cyrus accuses Raven of stealing his gimmick from the Jackal. Raven lays out Anton with a DDT, but Rhino gores him before he can DDT Cyrus. Following the corner table gore, Sandman shows up and repeatedly canes Rhino while the Sand Woman, wearing a neck brace, jumps on the back of Cyrus and lays in some shots before security breaks everything up. Anton applies the clapper to Raven on the outside. In the main event, the Sandman and Jerry Lynn beat Steve Carino and Rhino following Sandman and Spike Dudley hitting a terrible 3D on Rhino. During the match, Cyrus attacked Lynn with a microphone and then finally... 
on July 17th, Rhino beat Raven to retain the TV championship. So, we are now at uh, uh, Martin, right? Is that your next? Yep. Martin, let's start off. What an entrance by the Sandman here. This is a tour de force. <laughs> yep. Again, nothing says blood feud like a was it eight minute entrance or something. Exactly. <laughs> like, if there was yeah. one time where Sandman should have charged the ring and kicked ass, this would have been it. Yeah. Should have charged. The... <laughs> well, stumbled. <laughs> there, there Lumber to the ring. Wait, 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 hold, hold my. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'll be right with you. Excuse me. All right. Sorry, Mark. Go ahead. It's all right. Um, I I did like how it started. Immediate cane shot to the head and Rhino no selling it. Um, that you know, for all the the stuff that they're getting wrong, they're getting Rhino right. Yeah. And it just imp- it just gives me more of a man crush on Rhino because <laughs> I, I was a I, I was a fan for his from his WWF run. Um, and to see like proto Rhino is just amazing. Um, again, Joey tries to ascribe an ECW versus TNN angle to this match it doesn't I'm, doesn't work I'm not buying it um, I've got in my notes the Sandman sure can punch can't he I think that's, <laughs> that's I think his safest move the, yeah um, the Shane Douglas guardrail returns um, <laughs> which is surprisingly a more effective return than psychosis yes um, yeah there's just just Stuff happens. Karina on Vic- victory interfere. Spike interferes. Simon and Spike hit a, yeah, a 3D. Oof. It's like a two and a half uh, D. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but then Spike gets the Rhino driver through the table, so welcome back, Spike. Um, <laughs> oh, it's nasty, too. Jesus. It is. Um, Rhino wins after a pile driver on the guardrail. Oh. That did look fucking awful. Yeah. Um, oh. again, there's just something about this again didn't click with me. Four, I, I want to see Rhino as much as fun as it is watching Rhino murder the Sandman. Just, just can we have you know can we have something else now? Thankfully we get it, but yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. At this point, I was, I was just sick of it. So nothing was going to top the you know the attempted swirly from earlier. Right. <laughs> Jason, how about you, ma'am? Um, during Sandman's epic blood feud interest extravaganza, uh, he stands next to a guy in a Philadelphia Flyers jersey. You can clearly say, how old are you? I'm 23. And then he starts to pour beer in the kid's mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like the fact that this guy makes sure to card so that he does yeah, not get... I love the fact that yes, yeah, Sandman requires ID. It's it's quite a vetting <laughs> process. Yeah, it goes. Hey, how old are you? I'm 23. Cool. I mean, 19. Was he going to punch the kid in the stomach, make him throw up? I didn't give it to him. Um, they really play off how inebriated Sandman is in yeah. this, intro. and it's the first time that like really looking at him, I'm like, hey, I think he is. Stay tuned because <laughs> stay. I'm, that's all I'm going to say. Stay tuned. Ooh. With John Ritter? Yeah, that's a good movie. That is a good movie. (laughs) I I love Um, that movie. (laughs) What's what's cool is once he gets in there and that that same spot that Martin was talking about, it's like I start to cringe now when I see people do this spot with chairs. But with the cane, I'm like, it's okay. It's a small condition. 
but just beating the hell out of Rhino and Rhino sitting there taking it is fantastic. Um, I'm just not just the way that this part of this match is playing out though. This does not say you assaulted my wife and put her in the hospital and then just did it earlier tonight kind of thing. Cause he, the Sandman face fucks Rhino up on the top turnbuckle before he gives yes. him the Heineken Rana. Um, which it's impressive to get Rhino over for her Karana to begin with. But I mean, here we go with ECW interference and more interference. A match can't just be a match. And then when Rhino wins, that crowd is not happy. Yep. So I give this a six. All right, Charles, to uh, wrap, to wrap so it up. Considering that the only entertaining thing about this feud outside of the wrestling has been what is Rhino going to do to Sandman's wife. I wish they really just played it up more. Like, I can get to her at any time, anywhere, like that old storyline. And, and just do it. Yeah. And, and I, honestly, they should have hired some child actors and gotten them in on this so that Rhino could do something to them, too. <laughs> it's just, it's so amusing to me. And yeah, like, or, Jason brought up a good point. Like, so if Sandman isn't if they're booking this incorrectly with Sandman not exactly making it seem like he's out for a personal vendetta they could t- absolutely use the excuse of well he's just drunk like he's drinking too much before yeah. the match because of how upset he is and it's costing him you know his in-ring ability whatever that would be right. even though he pulls off that Heineken Rana beautifully <laughs> yeah it's one of the better Frankenstein is off the top rope yeah. I, I really like that but I mean uh, I, I prefer their previous match because this this has too much interference going on and it takes away from the personal clash that it should be. Yeah. I, I and I love Rhino. I, yeah. I agree with Martin. What they're doing with Rhino is actually stellar. Yeah. And I'm great with that. But Sandman, honestly, it's starting to feel like Sandman's a holdover. You know, it's like we're, it seems like yeah. they're running out of things to do with him. Kind of like Tommy Dreamer, but I, we know I, he's not going anywhere. Right, right. So I'd give this a five. Five. I'm I'm right at about six. I think you guys pretty much covered it. It's been a it's it's been a very entertaining feud, without a question. It's been very very entertaining, but um, until it hits the ring, right? And that's where it just seems. Except like, I love what Rhino does. I love the things that Rhino's doing because like mm-hmm. he looks just absolutely terrifying as a force in the ring. So, you know. Uh, I like the the, the the best thing I say about this feud is it, I, it does elevate Rhino considerably. It elevates he, man. He can trash this guy. What were you gonna say, Martin? Oh, Martin what was your rating again? Oh, uh, fall. Four. Four. So uh, this is when I this is my next note is actually uh, wow. Don Marie is still at the commentary table because there is almost she doesn't say a word. She's smart. It, it's See, it, not everyone can be Sunny. Right. Like so when Sunny yeah. was on the commentary table. Oh, that was good. Wasn't Renee? Is Renee Young still on commentary? No, is she's still, married. Is that still a thing? Because like, I remember that was a thing, and I I can't remember if it was supposed to be. Was it on? And no, it was on that other. Was it on one of the Velocity? Or? Yeah, that's supposed to. Be. Do either of you guys uh, remember? Yeah, it was. It, it was Superstars. Okay. She was doing announcing on Superstars. And that's gone now, so now that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. All right. But um, we get uh oh yeah Cyrus gets her to jump up and down, and she admits. She admits she has silicone, which is Cyrus great. is so much fun in this. Yes. Like, and it, it's a Jerry Lawler kind of thing, but it's it's different. Right. You know, he, he picks different moments to go for. Right. 
uh, we get more hype about the Just Incredible and Dreamer match coming up later on. Up next, we have a we have a pretty big uh, another one of these, I guess, personal feuds because it's right uh, and one that's not ready to get started too so, quickly. So I ordered this pay per view when it happened. This was what the whole pay per view revolved around it, in, in terms of yeah. the promotion. Good. What, we want to see Rob Van Dam get revenge, and what is the Van Terminator? What is it? Yeah, like that was a big discussion, like even on like the internet. Yeah. What is it? Mm-hmm. That's a you don't see really a lot clever. of shows built around what is this move? Right. There was a WCW Saturday Night that nobody seems to remember where Hulk Hogan was saying he was going to debut a new finisher. He never did it. I remember watching it. He never did it. We, we're looking for that six oh five bump. Yeah. The one time he wrestled on Saturday Night, I got a new finish, brother, and it was a tag match with Beefcake, and it never came out. That's the only other one I remember. But the Van Terminator is this like is this like when Terry Funk was saying he was going to do a double moonsault or something? Oh yeah, yeah, that was it. He was going to do a double. Yes, that was well, so and then much. He died. Fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing he didn't pull that off. <laughs> All right, so let's dig into this. There's a, obviously we know from Hardcore Heaven what happened at the end of that. Scotty Anton uh, interfered against his buddy Rob Van Dam causing Jerry Lynn to pick up a win that was a significant win because it was the first time Rob Van Dam had lost on pay-per-view. Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I, I, they made yep. it, that. that's a big thing they kept talking about. So, on the TV side of things, ECW on TNN, May 26th, following Jerry Lynn versus Tajiri, the network attacked Tajiri until Van Dam's music plays. Van Dam lays out victory in Carino with kicks until Anton knocks him out and puts on his version of the Scorpion Deathlock, which will become the Clapper. Tajiri returns the save by spitting red mist into Anton's face. ECW on TNN June 2nd. Cyrus and former Flock member Scotty Anton attack Raven and ref HC Lock, uh, locking the Scorpion Deathlock on him as well. Uh, ECW on TNN June 2nd. Following Rhino vs. Sandman, Van Damme's music plays. Then about 30 seconds later, he runs in to clear the ring of the network <laughs> before hitting them. Uh, Hitting them with a uh, setup power, uh, sentons to the outside of the ring. Jerry Lynn comes out, but just stands in the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> ECW on TNN June 9th, Raven rejects the offer from Cyrus to join the network prior to losing to Scotty Anton via submission with the Clapper. Later, following interference in Dreamer and Sandman versus Credible and Rhino, the network beat everyone down, and Anton puts RVD in the Clapper. Hardcore TV, June 25th, Scotty Anton beat Pitbull number one, Gary Wolf. <laughs> ECW on TNN, <laughs> July 14th. Rob Van-, <laughs> Rob Van Dam and Fonzie promo hyping up the debut of the Van Terminator. So that's where we're at for this. So, Jason, you get this one. I know. I, that's why I made the joke about getting shit. I was like, ha, the numbers don't lie. Um, so, you get Scotty. Versus RVD. My first thing is, so you played a pretty significant role in essentially a company's top guy's first loss. And you're saddled with a gimmick where you have to clap. Yeah. So I, I'm torn whether or not I hate it and, or I like it. Because I hate it because it's annoying. But then again, I like it because he's associated with the network. And it's like Cyrus is a representative of the network. And they're... So it's like, so a network's going to give a guy a stupid gimmick because they think people will like it. So that that's kind of where I'm torn on that. Um, but this match is really good. But Joey and Cyrus's constant bitching at each other about the TNN stuff takes away so much from this match. Um, 
I mean, you get that super mega awesome jawbreaker onto the guardrail where Scotty oh. Rigg clears the rope with while holding Van Dam. That shit yep. looked insane. Um, you get that uh, that that point where you know, like you guys were talking about in the episode, I wasn't there. How much Fonzie brings to a Rob Van Dam match, and then it's just like it's weird. It's like it was like a time travel thing where he heard you. So this month, he bends over backwards while hanging off a the top turnbuckle yes. to lay a chair on Scotty Riggs for uh, just a, another move, which I think is hilarious. Um, the cool thing is, is that Scotty has an answer for everything that Van Dam does. Yep. Like really good. Like it's the first, you know, you, you, if you go back to the Sabu matches, like those two were partners for so long, they knew each other so well where these, you've never seen them fight each other, but they're supposed to be friends. And it's just like, he knows what Rob Van Dam's going to do, or he can kind of take it, which is cool. Cause it helps build up the importance of how much the new move that Rob Van Dam's going to debut is going to play into the match. Um, then the Van Terminator comes and, you know, through, Scotty could have got up about six or eight times during the time Ron Van Dam was letting everyone know here comes his new move, but it's still fucking awesome as hell to see the Van Terminator. Mm-hmm. I give this a seven. Jeez, or Charlie, sorry. Go ahead. Um, it's a, kind of a kind of a different match for Rob Van Dam. Like it's differently paced. The clap gimmick, I'm a little torn on as well. I like. The part that I like about it is all the names you can come up with for stupid moves. Like, I love the Boston Crab being called the Clap Trap. I was like, yes. that's, that's pretty cool. And, but I was still like, I don't know if I'm on board. But when he has Rob Van Dam in a surfboard type move and he starts making Rob Van Dam do it, I was like, okay, maybe I like this. <laughs> if you can you use it to give music. They gave him music for it, too. Right. Oh, it's like, yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and Joey Styles was questioning the credibility of the band that did the music. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that Cyrus just has such disdain for Bill Alfonso. He calls him a Rapping. little piece of shit. Oh, Look right. at him. Yes. We waffle him. <laughs> he's, he's totally cheering. ECW really goes for this is a very WCW thing they do, where they don't call him the American male. They call him the U.S. male. Yes. It's, it just doesn't sit right. I, it's just it feels like something WCW do. He's not Brutus the Barber Beefcake. He's just the barber. Right. He's the boss. Well, it's like it. You give him. You call him the clap. Like he's doing the whole clap gimmick. Does the US? Do it doesn't need fit. It? it doesn't even really fit. It's no. not like it, it becomes a part of it. So yeah. Um. The one thing that's really sad about ECW closing in a few months is we never got to see Bill Alfonso turn on Rob Van Dam. Because the more I think about it, like their partnership is so close, and you don't even really think about them going against each other. It's very like I want to say Paul Bear and Undertaker. I remember how, what that was like, like when uh, he went with Mankind, and never really got to see that. So that made me a little or sad. with Kane. Well, Kane, or... it didn't know, but he was with Taker for six years, you know, at right. that point. So and th- th- that image of him hitting Taker in the head with the urn was just like, what the hell? What, what did I miss? So. Uh, <laughs> That would have been interesting. Scotty Anton would have been a, a pretty cool guy to do that with, because as far as I know, this is like the like Riggs's last breath in mainstream professional wrestling. Yeah. Um, the Van Terminator. I remember watching this live. I don't think I ever popped harder for any move in my life when he, because even when he was standing on the ring apron, I still didn't know what he was doing. But the thing that's so impressive is that not only does he clear the ring, 
But he could have gone another five, ten feet, yeah. it looks like. And which would benefit him later on when he would do the move in WWE. Which, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I popped so hard for this. And I got so angry when Shane did it at 17. Right. And nobody referenced Rob Van Dam at all. But that that's one of the all-time great ECW moments. The, the, the reaction of the crowd, just like... Holy shit. Like, is there anything this guy can't do? Because what was so fascinating about the Van Terminator, even not knowing what it was, was this guy already has the best offensive arsenal of any professional wrestler. What else could he possibly do? Uh, and then he broke that out. It's just, he's the best. <clears throat> and it's a good match. I don't know if it's the best match. It's tough to compete with Carino and Jerry Lynn, but it's right up there. I'd give this a seven. Yeah. I had just slightly higher than eight, but it was. I, okay. I love how different it is compared to the Lynn matches. Because... The thing that's really cool here is he's matched up against a guy who's much bigger than he is. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun next next month when we look at a similar type of match as well. But to Jason's point, how he's saying, you know, yeah, he, he has a counter for all Rob's moves. That's why it makes the Van Terminator that much. He's got to break out something even bigger mm-hmm. than what he's done in the past to beat this guy. And it's just funny that, like, it, it's it's this personal battle between Rob Van Dam and Scotty Riggs. You know what I mean? Like, that's the one thing that's just yeah. bizarre when you think about it. It took... Man, it took a Van Terminator to beat the mighty Scotty, Scotty Riggs. <laughs> yeah, mighty. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this was this was fun. This this is an interesting year for Van Dam compared to the last. I compare this a lot to what they were doing with or what WCW had to do with Goldberg after he lost. Like, what are we going to do with this guy? Like, what? How we can we book him now that he's lost this? And there are some bizarre things that Goldberg did in '99 and then into 2000, obviously, but. This was a this was a good comeback match for Van Dam. It felt like you know a good one to really uh, re-cement himself because man, that crowd, the way they pop for that move, it's it was worth it. It was worth the build. Um, all right, so now we're moving on. We've got the. Hang on. Yeah, yeah about to say Martin right. didn't go. Martin, you didn't go. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Martin. I'm sorry. Um, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a, it's a very very fine match. Again, it's the commentary drags it down like Jason said, because of this whole network bullshit, it's like they're friends, they're now not friends. Is that not enough? Particularly as that thread of of Riggs, Anton, whatever, having an answer for all of RVD's moves. Um, the, yeah, the Van Terminator is, is fantastic. It's just a shame that I've seen them in reverse order. You know, I've seen Shane's and Shane's is in a bigger ring, that kind of thing. You know, da da da. Um, but yeah, I went with a, a seven. It's it's fine. It's uh, I, I can't rate it higher than Carino and Lynn for no other reason than I just thought that would just kick more ass. The thing that benefits Shane with his is that massive trash can that is between him, or that's be- yes. that's. That's in between him and Vince. Whereas yeah. RVD doesn't have to go chair. quite so far, right? You just have to. Yeah. And yeah. we and I mean we know that thing's made out of Reynolds wrap. I mean Jesus Christ, you can just like tap that thing and it crunches in. So and it's a cool name, the coast to coast. Yeah, it's like, a good I name. Really like that. Yeah. All right, so we're heading in now to our main event. We've got Tommy Dreamer with Martin. I'm setting up it's for jazz. you. It's jazz. There we go. <laughs> Versus uh, Just Incredible with uh, with Francine. Who two, is, 2D Francine. Right, right. We're going to get, there's another There's another um, piece of this involved. I'm going to get to that in a sec. The build-up, like, uh, I'm going to cut, I'm going to kind of cut to the chase here on this one because the the first part of it we kind of heard with a lot of things with Raven, Raven showing back up and just getting disintegrated by 
everybody's face. <laughs> <laughs> like Obi-Wan? Right. But the inter- no, you just put Raven in water and he dissolves. He's water-soluble. <laughs> the interesting thing starts to come, like, uh, after, obviously this after Jazz has become part of the storyline, but on ECW on TNN, June 30th, the former Randy Savage valet, Gorgeous George, from WCW debuts in a backstage skit with Mikey and Sinister Minister. She was charging him $1,000 for two minutes. Mikey even did a Macho Man oh yeah in the segment. Jazz versus Francine quickly turned into Jazz and Tommy Dreamer versus Francine and Justin Credible. Dreamer pinned Credible following a Jazz low blow and a Tommy Hawk. Post-match, Jazz brings barbed wire to the ring, but Carino and Victory attack her in the aisle, leading to Credible caning Dreamer and hitting him with That's Incredible on the barbed wire. Francine covered Dreamer and Credible counted to three. We saw that in the video package. Um, TNN uh, on July 7th the show starts with Francine sneak attacking George in the ring with a cane shot Just Incredible pinned the Sandman with a That's Incredible which followed a Rhino Gore through a table uh, to retain the ECW World Championship during the match George and Francine have a cat fight Dusty Rhodes cleared the ring of Carino and victory with elbows Raven hits the DDT on Anton before brawling to the back post-match Dreamer hits the ring DDT's Rhino before Jazz hands Dreamer barbed wire. Dreamer then piled, uh, gave a pile driver to Just Incredible on the barbed wire. That's how our video package ended. So now, uh, Charlie, take us through the main event. First thing I notice is uh, it looks like Just Incredible's been water skiing with Hulk Hogan. Oh. <laughs> Since we're talking about Randy Savage so much. It's like, what happened to that eye? I mean, I mean Jesus. But uh, so then that brings us into Gorgeous George yeah, from WCW. She comes out and it's like, okay. And immediately it's like, <clears throat> swerve incoming. You know, yeah. it's, it's just, it's very obvious that that's going to happen. Um, you know, people will just turn on you if, if you just pretend to be Tommy Dreamer's friend. <laughs> <laughs> He's a loser. Like, Don Marie actually had a weird comment in the match, too, where she's like, oh, when they were getting close to the commentary booth, the one time she chimes in, oh, oh I'm sorry for those fat jokes, Tommy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, this is the only time she really pipes up is because Francine's well, in there. Well, she does the Francine thing. Okay, so let's let's get into this. Okay, so it's very interesting to try to watch this to see what happens because the, the camera doesn't catch it. What the camera does catch is Tommy Dreamer's eyes. Tommy has locked eyes with Just Incredible in the ring. And you see Tommy's eyes just shift down. And he's looking at something different. And he's mouthing something to Just Incredible. All of a sudden, the hard camera decides to pan out. This is where WWE and ECW have a huge difference. WWE would not even Mm -hmm. go back to the hard camera. Camera pans out, and there is this jackass in the front row... And he does some stupid ECW thing to the hard cam. It's clearly he touched Francine. Do you know what he did? Here we go. Oh, you've got it. I got it. All right. Thank yeah. you, Colin. Isn't this another promotion? Yes. So the XPW invasion, quote unquote, at the main event oh. in the two thousand in two thousand, Rob Black purchased six front row tickets for ECW's annual summer pay per view heat wave. The tickets for the show were given to a cadre of XPW talent as their mission was to make it clear that ECW was on enemy's turf. At the beginning of the main event, the XPW contingent donned shirts emblazoned with the logo of their home company, gaining the attention of Security and Tommy Dreamer. Security ejected the XPW group. A brawl in the parking lot then broke out between the XPW ring crew and the ECW locker room. But the XPW wrestlers were not involved. 
in the parking lot, several of the ECW wrestler, wrestlers brutalized the XPW <laughs> ring crew in a street fight until, according to Balls Mahoney, several of the ring crew members were left in pools of their own blood. Oh. Initial reports claim that Christy missed somehow touched Francine, and that prompted the incident, but Francine herself has since gone on record saying that she was never grabbed or in any other way touched by any of the XPW crew, and other eyewitnesses support the story that Francine never had a hand laid on her. So what was the inciting incident? Well, it's just that they're there. Like I, I for, um, They've been there the whole time. No, but see, they threw the shirts on. Like oh. You didn't know until the end. Yeah. Oh. That's when they started kind of getting rowdy down there, but... XPW uh, was not acknowledged on the telecast, and the XPW contingent consisted of, this is some uh, trashy uh, championship wrestling here, Uh, The Messiah, Kid Chaos, Supreme, Christy Mist, (laughs) Homeless Jimmy, and Chris Kloss. Homeless Jimmy? Yeah. It's basically just a load of backyard guys. Something's missing. There's, from your, my name. there's you another 2017 creator wrestler right there, Martin. Homeless yep. Jim. Homeless Jimmy. I bet he could have like a Tully Blanchard Magnum TA feud with New Jack. That would just <laughs> go on to the end of time. <laughs> I did love that the ECW locker room spilled. Yeah. And and who was in front? Big Sal. Yo, <laughs> I was like, oh shit. You done it. You now. Imagine him on the motorcycle. The sad thing is, it's going to take you a while to get to the fight, but there's probably not going to be a lot of people still there when you get there. Being I love behind. the fact that the, the XPW wrestlers didn't take part. They left the ring crew to get slaughtered. Yeah. Like the me. bunch of w- wimps. Damn it. Because that would have been great. But yeah, I love the moment when Tommy sees it. Because you can tell yep. like, he kind of shifts out of kayfabe and is instantly like, right. okay. Well, it's still my turn, right? Yeah, yeah that's why. Because whatever only... goodwill Tommy built up with me for doing that, he shits all over it because he picks up a fucking microphone and reminds me what I'm watching. <laughs> I didn't even see. The camera's not even on him. So all of a yep. sudden I just hear this, ECW! <laughs> and I'm like, who the fuck, who did that? And there he is standing on the ring apron looking out in the crowd like, that's why you're here, right? <laughs> yeah. And also, no. also I, I, again, I was, you know, people watching a bit during this. Sorry to interrupt, but I've got to say this. There is a sign which someone has is, Taz is a sweetie pie. Yeah, I saw that too. Ooh. <laughs> that's Lower left-hand awesome. corner. Mm-hmm. So um, before we, we kick into that, I like how Just Incredible doesn't get involved. Yep. He, I mean, like, he's the heel world heavyweight champion. He just sits on a chair. For like, like sits in the middle of the ring. For like seven seconds, he's like, I'm going to be a badass and grab this chair and just sit at it and stare. And then the problem yep. is already solved by the time his ass hits the seat. And he's like, well, I guess this is over. <laughs> <laughs> they, need, they need to do this more in video games, was actually have the seat open up so you could put a wrestler in it or yourself. We can do a in drop toll hold on. Yeah, just sit in. I just, I'm just going to yeah, take a load away. You could. Uh, in one of the Smackdowns, I think, in 2008. Okay. And then they immediately took it out. Now this is too cool. No, it's got to yeah. go. Too cool, Dave? You, oh. you could do the Sabu triple jump moonsault. Really? Well, that's I the one he was in, wasn't it? Yeah. The yeah. Two, yeah, the 2008 edition had an ECW whole dedication to it. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> um, 
This isn't Fran- this. This isn't Francine's night. Uh, she, she she's in the ring. Uh, jazz, I think it's Jazz, pulls her her top. Let's just call it that. And there are these <laughs> these electrical tape pasty type things on her on her tits. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's like, oh, thank God she had those on. Oh, that could have been bad. And then Cyrus comes in with the line of the night. He just. Whoever gave Francine the electrical tape is fired, fired, fired! <laughs> <laughs> he just loses his mind. It's so good. Uh, George turns on Jazz in a heartbeat. Like it, yeah. It's not even in the finale of the match. I want to say it's in the first two minutes. And just, <laughs> bitch. You know, and she eats it. I think t- Tommy, Tommy gives her something. and She didn't want it, you know. But uh, <laughs> whoa! Oh. <laughs> um, I hate these types of ladder matches because the stipulation doesn't require you at, at all to retrieve whatever is above the ring. It's not even necessary. Uh, he gets the barbed wire. We see some horrendous-looking spots on it, like a. I think we see a tombstone on it. This is just horrible. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually what ends up finishing the match. This is it's pretty typical. Tommy Dreamer, I'll give it this. There are a couple of times where it looks like he's about to win, and the crowd is ready for him to finally not suck. And you know, I'm just gonna keep on sucking. And it's just, uh, it's not very good. So I'd, but it's not ter- it's not terrible. I'd give this a five. Okay, just incredible. Man, hold on, one more thing. That that's incredible that he gave the Jazz. Looks so fucking cool. <laughs> He gets serious elevation. The tilt a world like oh, it looks great, and the crowd loves it. So that's good. But anyway, I give it a five. Okay, Martin, how about you? Um, I gave it a five. It's perfectly average. Although I will not forgive whoever decided to call the move the Tommy Hawk. Mm. And it's a lame oh, ass move I, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you get it. We've got it on Tommy because that's part of the gimmick. This is Tommy Dreamer, and he's got a move called the Tommy Hawk, straight out of like 1993 <laughs> WWF. Might as well call it the Tommy um, Gun. Sorry. Might as well call it the Tommy Gun. If we're gonna yes. go down this route, <laughs> he's a dummy. Um, <laughs> Dreamer taking a ladder bump to concrete in like the first five minutes was completely unnecessary. And just showed that this match had no pacing whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's this, this is the kind of stuff that I hate about ECW. Not hate so much, but it's like Carino and Lynn. That's that's extreme. You know, it's like the, you know the idea that these guys will go to any length. To, you know that kind of thing. This stuff now really passe. Yeah, it's 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 really. It feels it feels played out, you know, like like guys like the Sandman. It feels like ECW sort of needed to change, and like you know, RVD, Anton, Lynn, Carino, that that was the kind of thing that it should be doing, and yet this is your main event, and you know, a couple of a few strands of barbed wire. <laughs> you know, I know it's barbed wire and it's it's sick, but it's. T- it just doesn't get me. It just doesn't grab me. It doesn't excite me. Yeah, I got you. And it feels like ECW is trying to change. Like they're trying to do something yeah. different, but they just can't quite let go of the past, which is fine because that's what sells tickets. 
But there's a real identity crisis they have going on that I didn't notice at the time. Yeah. Well, you 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 kind of wouldn't. Right. But it's just with you know, twenty, you know, nearly twenty years of hindsight. Jason, how about you, man? I liked Don Marie's commentary during this match. Yep. Uh, knowing because of you know you telling us uh, when you listened to the Kill in the Town with her, why how she why she didn't like Francine and that was legitimate. You know, it wasn't just a thing. Um, one thing is since her mic was also kind of muffled throughout most of the night um, when they're announcing everyone and the guy starts going and the queen of extreme Francine, Don Marie's just boo. Yeah, so so funny. low. It's so muted. Yep. And I'm laughing my ass off at that. Cause I'm like, <laughs> that's, that's so real. Um, and, and it's so cool. Cause she's not overplaying it. She's not calling her a caddy bitch. She's just being, uh, I, I don't know why anybody would want to touch her. Like right. really funny stuff. Um, but getting to this this clusterfuck with the disco balls of Bob wire hanging above the ring, it's just I'm with I, I don't like matches where the stip like uh, a ladder match or stipulation really has nothing to do with the end of the match. It's like the pole or the, the confusing pole matches in WCW. Yeah. This is on a pole now to pull it down and attack your opponent with it. it, it that, that doesn't make sense. Um, one thing too is Tommy Dreamer gets help from the ring crew getting a ladder in the ring. So, this is extreme. If you're watching WWE now and Cesaro gets uh, help from somebody on the ring crew to put a ladder in the ring, people would boo the fuck out of it, and the internet would explode with how dumb it is. Or it becomes his new tag team partner. That's Not true. But but everyone everyone loves ECW. Um, that I guess they haven't sat through and watched it at the speed that we're watching it. Um, so, I don't know why I'm doing it. But the, the inevitable betrayal of someone against tommy dreamer which makes no sense because it it happens and then george isn't a factor in the match at all the betrayal doesn't have any impact on this match it's so stupid um it's out of nowhere cyrus acts like he's never seen a pair of boobs before because he is he goes up like six octaves in his voice pitch um and goes through puberty again and then tommy dreamer is going to do what tommy dreamer is going to do and lose i give this a four okay Oh, I had this at a six. I thought it was per. I, I thought it was pretty fun. Not not the worst Dreamer overbooked match we've ever seen, but you know, um, I think you guys are pretty much hit on all the. Martin, what'd you have it at? Uh, five. Okay. Where'd you have it again? Six. Oh no, that's a five. Five. Okay. All right. So while you're doing that, here's where I I told you guys stay tuned because there was a. This is the best note I've ever... This is the best stuff I've ever gotten from Colin. I'm about to read this to you. This is... You guys were talking about how the Sandman, they were talking about a little bit how he was looking a little little more haggard than usual, right? All right, well, on June 3rd, Sandman's drunken antics, antics reached a new low at a house show in Pensacola, Florida. Several sources say Sandman, a.k.a. James Fullington, arrived at the show more intoxicated than usual. Prior to the show, even during a Paul Heyman locker room address, sources say he became a nuisance. Before his match, witnesses say Sandman... Witnesses say? <laughs> Sandman took his clothes off in the backstage... <laughs> in the backstage area and paraded around naked. Witnesses All say, the while, enter Sandman's plane. Witnesses say at one point he picked up Don Marie's hairbrush and used it to comb his pubic hair. <laughs> 
Jesus. <laughs> Later, he grabbed the musket. <laughs> Later, he grabbed the musketeer's sword and pretended to. <laughs> Say what? Pretended to insert it in his butt. <laughs> As the. Pose <laughs> yourself, boy. As the evening went on, Sandman became insanely drunk, and Swords <laughs> observed him to be drunker than he's ever been. At least that <laughs> What's funny here is God. the way this copy and pasted, it's supposed to show Colin's um, avatar, and it says image one, and right beside it it says, Sandman exposed himself to the crowd during the show's main event. <laughs> This was Sandman and Tommy Dreamer and Tajiri and Raven versus Steve Carino, Jack Victory, Scotty Anton, and Rhino. So here's what happened. Sandman was the last of eight wrestlers to make his entrance. Correspondents report that he stumbled to the ring and fell a couple of times in the process. Once in the ring, Sandman began caning the heels with stiff shots. He took the house mic, held up his cane, and said, This is my big cane. And this is my little cane pointing to his penis. (laughs) After mooning the crowd a couple of times, Sandman dropped his pants, exposing his penis to the crowd. While many of the fans cheered Sandman, the wrestlers working with him and nearly everyone backstage were said to be very upset. (laughs) No! Sandman, how could you? At one well, point, at least he calmed it before he showed it off. <laughs> yeah. At one point, Tajiri attempted to pull Sandman's pants up. Witnesses say all of the wrestlers, especially Dreamer and Rhino, appear to be furious with Sandman's behavior. Carino walked around ringside telling fans, Sorry, we didn't mean to kill the town. Sorry, we won't be back. Meanwhile, backstage... <laughs> Heyman was heard yelling at Bill Alfonso to line up a car so that Sandman could be escorted from the building immediately after the match. However, Sandman remained in the building for some reason, and problems escalated. Also, so this led to Sandman and Jack Victory getting into a fight, guess where, in the locker room bathroom. After the cut, <laughs> really? Yes. After the match, Sandman walked backstage where he was met by an angry Heyman who asked, What the fuck were you thinking? Some of the wrestlers involved in the eight-man tag match started to complain about the stiff cane shots Sandman had given to them prior to the match. Heyman and Sandman ended up talking later in a bathroom. Victory walked in... (laughs) (laughs) Contramos! Fullington. <laughs> Victory walked into the bathroom, expressed his anger with Sandman's cane shots, and exchanged words with him. Heyman stood between the two men, trying to keep peace. Victory reached over Heyman and hit Sandman with a forearm. Sandman retaliated by reaching over Heyman and, dri- and driving his fingers into Victory's eyes. Oh, fuck. Three stooges? <laughs> Victory grabbed Sandman by the ears and gave him four quick headbutts. Sally Graziano ran into the small room, which was described as being as narrow as an airplane bathroom. Graziano got between both men, causing Heyman to jump into a toilet seat, or onto a toilet seat, because of the lack of room. And Graziano used his force to used his weight to force Sandman and Victory against the bathroom wall and yelled, "Fight's over!" Both Sandman and Victory calmed down and went their separate ways. Within minutes of the fight, 
Sources say Sandman and Victory were joking together about the fight. Sandman suffered a few lacerations to his forehead and a cut on his eyelid from Victory's headbutts. Victory's eyes were swollen from the Sandman poking his fingers in them, but both were said to be all right. Heyman fine and suspended the Sandman. Wow. That is fantastic. That's an awesome story. Now, now tell me, were you guys, when once you started hearing the little bit where Tajiri tried to pull his pants up, weren't you hoping he green-misted Sandman in the dick? I was, well, I was waiting for an economics lesson or an economics, pro- oh. like something, some mentioning, oh, you know, he went to school for economics, so you can pull up the Sandman's pants. And here he is, yeah, here he is trying to pull up a drunk man's trousers. Living in America. I, I just, man... All right, so with that being said... Oh, Char- I love that. that. That sounds like the design document for ECW Backstage Assault. It's awesome. Oh. <laughs> it's all bathrooms. So, <laughs> yeah, it goes from one, one bathroom to the other. <laughs> so, Charlie, tell us where we ended up for this show. All right, well, you have the show rated at the highest with a 5.75. All right! I have it at the lowest with a 5. Jason at a 5.25. Martin, 5.38. Our overall average for Heatwave 2000... 5.35. And cagematch.net has it 5.1. Yeah. Not, bad. Yeah. Not bad. I wonder what ours would have been like without the first little bit. Yeah. That, yeah. that dragged everybody down. But, hey, it happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Story of this. Yeah. Man, it was a, it was a pretty fun show. I, the was, the, was, the yeah. rating aside, it's a pretty fun show. Like, it really was uh, enjoyable. And I just keep thinking, it was like, man, WCW wasn't even this cl- even in the same ballpark close. as being as fun. No. Considering this was the Bash of the Beach 2000, or the one that is a huge... Oh, yeah. It was a huge pay-per-view. But anyway, um, before we lock in, or we lock into what we're talking about our next episode, let's go around and do plugs. I want to start with Martin because his is the, probably the most significant. So, Martin, dive into yes. what you have done, sir. God knows how, but the, the universe has allowed me to actually publish an actual book. If you go on Amazon, type into the search bar, Wrestling in the Clinton Years, you will find a, an actual product written by me that you can buy. It's uh, it's the collection of the second volume of, of Witchy. Um, so it's the 96 Nitro blogs from January all the way up until the Nitro after uh, Bash at the Beach. So the first night of the NWO. Um, and I just, I'd never seen them. So the idea is that I'm watching all of these for the first time, seeing if the actual history matches up to the WWE version of history um, and just seeing just how, you know, how WCW wrestling TV unfolded prior to the new world order, which for a lot of people, that's when 1996 starts, but there's some really, really interesting stuff before that. How much is it, Martin? It is well in in good old pounds and pence. It is one pound sixty six. Um, okay. Exchange rate supply. Because it's it's just the fact is I can look at that and point to it and go I made that from start to finish. Yeah, of course. Tell me like why why should I buy it? Tell me. Um, it's it's again it's it's a collection of my writings. It it is just a a, a fresh, honest take on nostalgic wrestling because there's there's not a lot of opportunities to say that you hadn't seen it before or you didn't have much prior knowledge but whilst pay-per-views 
and some angles are incredibly well documented week to week tv particularly the new generation isn't so i thought it'd be a fun experiment to see and document week by week just what i was seeing particularly as like i said for me and most people wcw kind of started on july 4th 1996 so if you just fancy seeing a somewhat cynical somewhat uncynical view of how wcw spent its monday nights um in the first part first half of 1996 i yeah you know, it's i just want to put it out there that such a thing exists right on cool now uh yeah, J- jason what you got man well, uh, I've got something coming up here, but just to plug on Martin's little bit, the Amazon algorithm really likes it because uh, weren't you grouped together with Jericho's book? Where, yeah, when I did a search on the Android app for under just wrestling, just to say, just you know, just as a curious, oh, I wonder where it shows up. I'll be like page eight, nine, ten, whatever. Um, it was next to, it, literally next to Jericho's second book. <laughs> That's a good book. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I've got, it's coming up down the road, but I'm going to be making a guest appearance on Tuning Japanese. Nice. They're one of the companion podcasts on Questionable Endeavor Network. They're covering the uh, anime Trigun currently, so you got some weeks. I'm going to be one of the final few episodes of the, the season, so that's some stuff to catch up on. Um, just for you getting ready for my appearance coming up, probably I'm going with their trigger might be around July, but I want to go ahead and start and let people know now. Cause it, you know, it's like 20 something episodes to, to catch up on if it's something you want to do. Well, try, I'm not the world's biggest anime fan, but Trigon is fucking awesome. Yeah. It's a sci-fi spaghetti Western. So people might enjoy that. Charles, how about you, man? Uh, other than the little project we're working on, which I don't, we are not ready to discuss at this moment. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> that's that's all I have. Um, well, what about you? Uh, probably like I think it's in th- three. We- I don't know. It's it may be like three or four weeks away. It just depends on Henry's schedule. But um, I'm going to be back on the Raw Attitude podcast. We're going to be looking at Summer Highway to Hell, SummerSlam '98, and the Raw after, which will be a blast. Can't wait to go back through it because I don't remember much about the Raw. I definitely remember the SummerSlam, so it'll be good to kind of um, refresh ourselves with that. But as uh, as we've mentioned, the Raw Attitude Pod and Tuning Japanese, we are part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. That's where you can find our podcast along with a host of other wrestling and or entertainment uh, podcasts. Also, we're part of the uh, four, uh, 4C Radio uh, Podcast Network, so you can definitely check out that for additional wrestling content and also 4C Four CR online for written stuff, as what Martin has put together in the mm-hmm. past. Yep. So, um, yeah, including your reviews of some of the weird and very, very wonderful wrestling toys of years past. That's right. That's right. So, other than that, we're coming back next with it's a quick turnaround because this pay per view was in uh, was in this ended up being what in September. So, I guess Anarchy Rules two thousand is actually in October. So, we're getting into an interesting period where. Or maybe it's I forget. I think it's October first. It's a it's a very short gap. It's probably the, we haven't seen a short gap like this with ECW pay per views. But that's what we've got next. That'll be in a couple weeks. We've got ECW Anarchy Rules two thousand. In the meantime, please continue to uh, you know rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, as well as um, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. On Twitter, it's at New Blood Pod. On the uh, Facebook, it's New Blood Rising Podcast. I myself, I am at William Rinkin eighty three. I'm at the Jason Kiesler. I'm at CM underscore stabs. I am at Bunny Suicida. We'll see you guys again very soon for ECW Anarchy Rules 2000.